0: It's time for Windows Weekly. Paul Thorat is here, and we've got a very big announcement. We'll also talk about CES. What didn't happen at CES? There's great Xbox news. What's happening to the duo? Now you can fold it and unfold it. And uh Open AI comes to Microsoft Search. We'll see. It's all coming up next on Windows Weekly. <coughs> podcasts you love.
1: From people you trust.
0: This This is Twit. This is Windows Weekly with Paul Therott and Richard Campbell. Episode 811, recorded Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. The angle of the dangle. Windows Weekly is brought to you by Cashfly. CashFly is the only CDN built for throughput, delivering rich media content up to 10 times faster than traditional delivery methods and 30% faster than other major CDNs. Learn how you can get your first month free at CashFly.com. Thanks for listening to this show. As an ad-supported network, we are always looking for new partners with products and services that will benefit our qualified audience. Are you ready to grow your business Reach out to advertise at twit.tv and launch your campaign now. It's time for Windows Weekly, the show we cover all the latest news from Windows. And today, a very exciting announcement. (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't get rid of Richard Campbell, so we decided to make him a (laughs) co-host. He kept showing up. I kept showing up. We're thrilled. Run as Radio host, .NET Rock's host, uh, one of the best-known names, honestly, in Windows podcasting. Uh, he brings to us uh, loads of expertise, including, as you learned last week, the experience of running an exchange server for many years. <laughs> Insane, <laughs> though he may be. <laughs> We're very yeah, happy I, to welcome
2: uh, Richard Campbell to the microphone. Um, I'm delighted to be here. Yay! It's been a lot of fun so far. Let's keep it that way.
0: Richard said, I have two areas of expertise that you need. One is enterprise. The other is bourbon. And we said, yes, <laughs> yeah. enterprise and alcohol. Those go together. Enterprise and alcohol. Perfect. <laughs> Anybody who runs an exchange server probably has earned a nip or two. In the, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, we're re- really, really thrilled. I think that's uh, you know, when Mary Joe left, there was a ga- big gaping hole in our hearts, and now we've we've mm. filled it with Angel's Envy, and uh, I think that
3: that's good. Right. Right. <laughs> that's that's the that's the solution to our heartbreak. Alcohol. Yeah.
0: It's a time proven wow. method of flipping. <laughs> Uh, big story this week from Microsoft actually it was really interesting. The information had a kind of yeah. more detailed article. You guys read it of, of the match in heaven, made in heaven between open AI and Microsoft. Microsoft, one of the early founders, along with Elon Musk uh, and others. Yeah. And really, I think the idea of open
2: AI was we better beat Google to the punch. Interesting. But I, mean, I, I would, argue, I would argue that their statement was actually we want AI to be done in, Public, right? That, yes. That, that, there was yep. a lot of AI development that's going on that was kind of secretive, and they're like, "Hey, we everybody should be able to see this." And that was the argument for what OpenAI was actually was. And then the tech giant showed up, so now we, we can debate whether that's true
3: anymore. So, Richard, you'll you'll enjoy this. What do you think? Remember when Microsoft was going to rename everything net, Windows.NET, .dot Office .dot you think of like Windows.AI, .dot Office AI? Oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, back in the days, remember when uh, when blockchain
0: and bitcoin were all the rage mm-hmm. every company in the world back in the day what do you mean like six <laughs> months
3: ago what are you talking about <laughs> it's over now it's Was over it the 1950s it's over. It's just- but
0: everything every company wanted to spread a thin layer of blockchain over whatever they were doing yeah, yeah sure like, like a little butter. coating of
2: butter yeah oh, and now toast. it's ai isn't it yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm using really, it's a so- dumb term i mean artificial yeah. intelligence is what you call something when it doesn't work <laughs> the moment it- the moment it does I mean, work, it gets a new name. It yeah. becomes image recognition or right.
3: voice synthesis. Oh, that's right? a natural. Point. But language. it's a but it's a nice bucket term that is being abused for sure. In yeah. fact, it was being abused years ago when Microsoft started saying, remember things like um spell checking in word or grammar checking? that's AI now. And it's sure. like no.
2: It's it not is, really is an old AI. term, right? Like Marvin yeah. Minsky coins that term in the nineteen fifties to yeah. get military funding for his experiments. And I, and I argue the first time the public heard the phrase artificial intelligence, it was 2001, a space odyssey. Oh, and Hal. then Hal tried to kill everybody.
0: <laughs> so, kind yeah, of set up the
2: relationship. We've been through a number of AI
0: winters because yeah. uh, Minsky's promise was, uh, was as, as 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 is, by the way, open AI, uh, an artificial, general artificial intelligence that could do anything like Hal 9000, including locking sure. in the pod baby. By universe. the way, I
3: mean, Asimov solved the problem that later came up in 2001, right? You have... The three rules of robotics, or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, no, but, but they're I mean, tautological. I but that, they're not. I don't. That think. would have solved Hal. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Well,
0: okay. Yeah, don't hurt the astronauts. <laughs> yeah, Might have been yeah. a good rule to write yeah, in. Just
3: a thought. Just a thing. They're on a Jupiter or whatever. Maybe let them. I guess in the book it was Saturn. I think it was Saturn in the book, but whatever. Oh, uh,
2: there, uh, it Jupiter, It has to
3: okay. be the
0: same because he wrote the book as while well, the movie was being made. made <laughs> I yeah. They changed the. I
3: thought they changed the planet between the movie and the book. That could be. No,
0: wrong. there wasn't any between the movie and the book. That's the whole point. Is like he says. Well, what are you? What are you? What are you doing there? Okay, yeah, let me no, write no, that I, down. I know.
3: I know. I know. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I still have that in my head for some reason. Yeah. Okay. No. That's anyway,
0: fine. there may be. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? There were. There are. Uh, believe it or not, on the internet, a few pedants. Who will let us know? I've never heard
3: of such a thing. Yeah. Um, the internet. That's I, I'm actually. I'm happy to hear that because I love being corrected. <laughs> <laughs> so, Richard,
0: make note of that. I just want to say.
3: Yeah.
0: In you fact, the favorite show. Sure you're say, you're saying lend you the gong. If you.
3: You're saying if I go on the internet, I could have this every day. Every day you can be corrected. Oh well, I'm going to check that out. That sounds fun.
0: <laughs> I think we don't talk about it often, but one of the problems, and you, you will. Everybody who does shows with us notes this. But we yeah. don't talk about it a lot. Is that as soon as you're in the public eye, just raise your head a little bit, you know, prairie, prairie dog a little bit out of the cubicle, and there'll be somebody to chop it off. Oh
3: yeah, it's like okay. the um, it's like World War One. You don't want to be the first one to stick your helmet up out of exactly. the. Uh-
0: the Germans are waiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh, we were talking about AI. So yeah, oh, and actually, sorry. AI is is an interesting uh, term. You think Marvin Minsky used it in
2: more uh, uh not in a technical way, but it was really more a marketing term, Richard. Well, it was a way to raise money, right? Yeah. Which is what science, when scientists speak publicly because they need money. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, this is good. That's I sort of write the reality. Like, I didn't realize every every so. time you see a press release about a technology, it's because they need money. They want money. Yeah, because yeah. if they have money, then they're busy doing stuff and they don't talk. Well, and this is one of the issues with OpenAI. It is a .dot org, uh,
0: mm-hmm. and even though it's not a nonprofit, they want to go back. They want it to be a five hundred one c three. Nonprofit, right. and uh, so they're essentially telling the investors Microsoft put a billion dollars in. Uh, look, yeah. And by the way, when that happened public.
3: three years ago, it was like, well, this will turn into something maybe in the future. Wasn't a bad bet. So no, but the, I mean, it didn't. I don't think it resonated at the time. Well, you know, if
0: you're that big and you have that much cash, yeah, like Apple, like Microsoft, like Google, it, it's prudent to kind of say, well, we got to make some. It's like you're at a casino; we got to make some bets on yep. um, on what's next because we don't know what's next and we don't God want knows, to miss they're, it. Their bets on VI, uh, VR and AR didn't pay off and voice technology. Mm-hmm. So and, we were talking about this yeah. yesterday on MacBreak Weekly. It really is apparent now that Apple is putting a lot of its current things like the Mac on back burner to move staff right. over to AR, VR. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think
0: that's a bad bet. I think
3: Microsoft already has it, You know what? It's that. worked out great for Meta. I don't understand where the criticism <laughs> comes from. <laughs>
0: Both Microsoft I, and Meta are at the other end of that. As
3: line. a Microsoft person, I I respect and trust what we're doing. It makes sense. I'm not going to worry about it. I think let them go. It's fun. Yeah. They can they can do that. Have thing. fun, Apple. It, it, I hope yeah. I hope. And by the way, well, you're right. Mistake. Make a car. That will be fun too. Yeah. You should make a car. But that's we that same cars. thing. You're
2: throwing spaghetti against the wall, hoping some of it sticks. You know? Sometimes yeah. you make a Newton, and sometimes you make an iPhone.
0: <laughs> right. Right. That's a right. real. That's a very good point. So anyway, yeah, OpenAI right. has basically told its investors, "Look, we're not going to go public, so don't expect yeah. a big payday at the end of the road." They've renegotiated, according to the information, their deal with Microsoft to pay them a percentage of profits until yeah. they pay off the billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So now they're looking at making a, a ChatGPT
3: professional Total product. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's right. laughs>
0: professional. And that's Microsoft's right. announced
3: that it's going to start using... what? Tell me tell me about no, this. What are they going to Microsoft do? Microsoft hasn't announced. That, oh, that's the, this was the a issue, rumor? Right? So, well, this is part of the information article. In other words, they haven't come out and said this. Although, since that article appeared, uh, Panos Pinay appeared at an AMD press conference to see us, which we'll get to, and did speak in very general terms about adding AI to Windows, right? So I, I think it's reasonable... To when you hear a rumor, like in fact, it was the independent as well that reported earlier that they, Microsoft, were going to put chat GPT capabilities into Bing to better compete with Google search, et cetera. You kind of hear that and you say, okay, you know, yeah, sure. I mean, whatever that means, whatever, but it, yeah, you could see that. It's not a huge leap to say, okay, there are all these, actually, there aren't that many, but there are some AI capabilities across the Microsoft stack, Windows, Office, and elsewhere. So, we're going to bring in this open AI technology and apply it to those products. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so logical. You know what's happening. And we've gotten some implicit confirmation. Microsoft has never literally come out and said, hey, this is what we're doing. But, um, you know, this year, who knows? Build, we always talk about future shows. I mean, Build would be an obvious place, an obvious time for Microsoft to start talking this stuff up a little more. Strategically and a little more explicitly, right? How how they intend to add, you know, AI capabilities across the stack. So, we'll see. What what I did was go back and look at some of the stuff that they did announce over the past few years since OpenAI and and the investment in 2019, and see like like what have they done that kind of hints at this future, right? So the stuff I listed this in the notes, but there's weird little things like. Microsoft released a Surface Pro X, which is the first ARM-based Surface product in 2019, which is the first Surface-based product to also feature an NPU, a neural processing unit, that offloads AI tasks from the CPU and GPU and puts them onto the separate silicon, like Apple has been doing in Apple Silicon, et cetera. Um, It's interesting, but it's also in a really niche product that very few people ever bought. And at the time of its announcement, there was nothing that could take advantage of it, right? There was nothing out there. So in 2020, they announced a feature called Eye Contact. This is that creepy thing. Remember? Oh, yes. I hated that. So we're on a call, and I'm looking down, but it makes my eyes look like they're looking at the camera. (laughs) Creepy. But the interesting thing about that is it requires that MPU. So at the time of the announcement, the only product that could run it or offer it was Surface Pro X. Uh, in 2021, they had a hybrid work event for Windows 11 and Microsoft 365. And one of the things they announced was, they didn't call it this at the time, but they later came up with the name Windows Studio Effect Effects, which is eye contact, that previous thing, plus voice clarity, voice focus, automatic framing, portrait blur, and background blur. That demo was All very things? impressive where they had the yeah. uh, long yeah. leaf blower behind and, them. And- yeah, exactly. Right, so... Most PC, I review a lot of laptops, so a lot of PC makers have features like this, not all of them, not always as good, but, you know, this notion of, like, background blur is something we've had for a while. Automatic framing, like this idea that if I shift over here, the webcam will adjust with me, which I've turned off in this camera, but this camera supports that. Um, And, you know, various microphone and and, uh, webcam technologies. Windows Studio FX sounds really great, but guess what? It requires an MPU, which none of you have, (laughs) right? That's unique in Surface. It's Sur- Surface Pro X, not just Surface, but the Qualcomm-based version of Surface, right? But
0: Qualcomm, um, it's Qualcomm technology?
3: Microsoft says they built the MPU. Oh, so okay. Microsoft has a, uh, what they call an SQ1, SQ2, whatever processor, which is basically the latest Qualcomm Snapdragon Silicon. I don't know what they, d- I don't know that they do anything to change it, other than in this case, they've added the MPU to it. I don't believe it's in, in die; I think it's a separate chip, but I I don't, it doesn't really matter. The Windows dev kit, right? Project Volterra last year. This Mac mini looking thing that people, uh, developers can buy five, six hundred bucks, whatever it is, and program on ARM. I, I've made the argument. I think I think Richard would probably agree with this. Like, I think one of the weird things that wasn't clear about this thing from day one was, or at the, you know, at the beginning was, wouldn't a developer kind of be better off with like a Surface tablet or something? Because part of the point of ARM is you've got constant connectivity with 5G, you have touch and multi-touch. You have, uh, you know, the tablet form factor. You've got, you're swiping and doing all that kind of stuff. No and developer like wants to work on a tablet. No, no, no. You, in other words, yeah. you buy one. You're you're doing all your coding on an Intel box. Oh, I see. And you're remoting it. You know, yeah, you're remoting yeah. into the app on the so arm. So you
0: have the tablet sitting next to you, and you're looking yeah. at it as an emulator, not an emulator. But
3: the but reason yeah. they did this was because it has an MPU. Right. That's <laughs> right. So, although you know, again, you could get the Surface Pro X or whatever. Um, Surface Pro 9 this past year was announced. Five, the 5G version is the next version of Pro X, also has an MPU. But since this time, both Intel and AMD have announced that they're they're creating MPU uh, silicon, either integrated into their processors, that's going to be the way forward, or in the case of the 13th gen desktop chips, there's actually going to be an M2-based add-on MPU. So if you have a desktop 12th, uh, sorry, 13th gen, you're going to be able to add it on late after the fact if you want to write you know, build time. Because that MPUs kind of all brings directly on the bus, so they'll get the
2: same. They're they'll almost, get the same, it's right. It's close to not being on the silicon, but being close to it.
3: Honestly, it's probably a better approach because you can update that thing. And if when it's in silicon, you know, we want to get it right, right, before it becomes part of the CPU yeah. or whatever, or the SOC. But so, you notice all these MPU projects were ARM projects
2: because it's relatively easy to do that. You need Intel yeah. participation if you want to do it inside of an Intel chip set. Right, And, and I, mean, I hate that call has... this stuff AI. These are all machine learning things, right? Okay. Like, yeah, isn't right. that AI, though? Doesn't that qualify as
0: AI?
3: Normally, it's under the umbrella, but it's an implementation, right? Yeah, it's so, it's almost a lot of times you'll see like AI slash ML is, you know, how. People so here's, yeah. okay,
0: it. let me pitch this to you as my mm-hmm. way of distinguishing it. Most coding, you're both coders, is algorithmic uh it's a von neumann machine it's you do this 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 and if that happens then do this and it's absolutely deterministic sure ai based on knowledge gained by machine learning makes right. its own rules often rules that are obscure or are unknown to the humans mm-hmm. and so it's probably still deterministic but we don't even know what the code is because it's internal in a, in a uh, in a giant learning database so that's ai I mean, it's not HAL 9000 AI. It's, <laughs> well, but you're you're
3: describing like a black box, basically. It's, it's
0: kind of yeah. like a black box. And the information in the black yeah. box is garnered by looking at a lot of examples. Or in the case of like AlphaGo, the chess playing, Go playing machine, playing a billion games against itself
2: and, right. and creating a rule set yeah. uh, known, known you're, only you're to at itself. The, you're, you're at that point, Leo. It's like normally with programming, I have a set of inputs. I know what outputs I intend. I write the algorithm. There's a the
0: heuristic, outputs. and it's created by the human.
2: Right. Yeah. In machine learning, where we use neural nets, which is these adversarially generated networks, mm-hmm. we have a set of inputs, we have a set of known outputs, and we train the neural net to generate those co- those correct outputs on the, from the learning model. Right. Right? So it, you get into this idea of training, and we... That, that what it's then quote unquote learned is a set of statistical weights in a neural net that are very hard for us to interpret. Yeah, it's a machine generated heuristic. As I like that you added a air
3: quotes around learned because I would argue Stop that these machines anything. are no, in fact yeah, we use these. <laughs> And this is a, <laughs> well, this is probably the reason it's fuzzy language. Yeah. We use a lot of anthropomorphic okay. terms right. as yeah. if as it, as that, we, can as, as as we, do. Problem. we yeah. do this to animals. We, yeah, we, yeah. Make, yeah. No. we we apply human terms to animals. Of course we're going to do it to the So that's why I said maybe a rule
0: set would be a better way or a heuristic. That is yeah. sure. a heuristic that is generated from massive amounts of examples. That's how ChatGPT works. But,
3: you know, that's like suggesting that spell checking is just about looking up words in a database. It's so much more intelligent than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, I mean, think about this. Is spell yeah. checking, though, is yeah, still yeah. a human generated
2: heuristics. We have we of have course, a, no, I'm, I'm a sorry, list I'm of words. Being, we compare so the I'm list. Asking. We say, well, I think you mean that. That's so exactly. there is a machine learning model for that, which is is that wh- how are all the ways that well, people hear all the ways that people words imply I'm other spellings, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: So there's a part of that. You're right. The heuristic can be if it's advanced spell checking. Using I, I, uh, fuzzy matching instead of direct matching.
2: Yeah, and, I think and the all things, these uh, products that he's listed off—they're all machine
0: learning
3: models, right? And I th- but I, I think that's like AI. Was, I don't think it's HAL Nine Thousand, but it's AI, yeah. right? Well, but really okay, falls, okay. But it it the point this of this is—I but I think this is the important point. We're we're kind of on the cusp. This is. This is happening in a way that quantum computing isn't happening. Remember a couple of years Mm -hmm. ago, Microsoft talked about quantum computing all of a sudden, and then was silent about it for years, right? Like, I I think the point is with these MPUs, right? Doing to this kind of processing, what we do with GPUs for graphics, uh, and now for other things, right? Offloading that from the CPU makes something possible that wasn't possible before at, well, not so much at scale, but just on pedestrian hardware. faster, Uh, right? Yeah. Right. And right. It's a it is allowing something to happen in real time that couldn't have happened in real time before. And that's, I think, mm-hmm. what puts us over the it's, the edge of this kind of interesting new generation. But there it is it into a consumer yes, product.
0: There is a magic <laughs> I yeah. hate to use that term. There is mm-hmm. a point, a critic, a point of, I don't know, critical learning or whatever. So, for instance, I could write. Yes, I could write a chess playing chess is mm-hmm. deterministic. I could write a chess playing program that would just mm-hmm. do and, it all. And they did and they did, and but they're so slow that they yeah, can't not, compete against a grandmaster. Using this means I was able to do a better rule set and now I can beat any human. I, the, here's, that's here's one the, thing, but I think the thing Stable Diffusion or Dali do, does
3: with the art images, that's a different... It has to go way past this. This is... These, this, is this is... Right. This is an advanced version of something we've had for a long time, what you just described, mm-hmm. right? In other words, to beat a chess master you as whatever you are a human being a machine whatever have to know about that guy you have to know what his weak spot you don't just know the rules no machines don't machines don't no i know but that's the point in other words i think this is where this has to go like it has to for it to be truly intelligent well, that's just more that's just more learning that's just more rules you know generated
0: okay. it, the, uh, a lot of so it's interesting cuz there are a lot of chess engines the very best chess engines in fact except for alpha uh, are doing exactly that. They ingest real games. Alpha learned yeah. by playing itself, by playing a billion yeah, yeah, games in yeah, a yeah, very yeah. fast way. So it isn't learning from yeah. human games. It's learning from its own games. Uh, the styles are different, yes. Mm-hmm. Alpha is a better, probably a better engine, although uh, Stockfish, which is the current best chess engine, learned just from games. It didn't It didn't play itself. It doesn't do it that way. That's a GAN, by the way. That's a GAN that Alpha's using,
3: a generative... Yeah. Network as yeah, opposed pretty. to right, a, uh, <laughs> a <laughs> we got to kind of bring this back to what this means to Microsoft. Well, yeah, Microsoft. yeah. <laughs> but I great. think we got to so, we got to I mean, define the is, terms. So, well, Microsoft, by the way, the rumor is is going to put ten billion dollars in. Is that right. right? Yeah, and the goal is to using that same payback system you mentioned. That at the end, if everything goes well at the end, Microsoft will own forty nine percent of OpenAI. Oh, right? interesting okay yeah and now the, that's and a rumor too right to be clear they've not announced this but yeah. in keeping with what you just said that is and it's the, probably true and it mm-hmm. sounds like it, it's, yeah. and and
0: and their goal is probably more not so much to make money on it although it's a good way to hedge a bet uh i
3: think i don't it's think it's maybe about to use money it, it in windows, on, Right. right that's exactly right to use it everywhere across the stack that's what i mean in other words we already have windows and office and all that stuff we have the microsoft graph we have uh, Azure, right, which where they sell compute and other services, right? So but I'd also argue that OpenAI is an arm's length thing. There's mm-hmm. going to be some yes. legal issues around yes. these machine learning yes. models. Very there already good. are. Very good. So, right. yes, you know, it's not us. Do. We didn't no, do it. It's, it's OpenAI. I was the AI. I, <laughs> no, I didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you checked the box and said it was okay. I did, you know.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but many of our other hosts are of the opinion that we are at a watershed
3: moment in AI. That we I am. Are at, a, that's at, that's my, that was my point. In other words, we my, in the Microsoft space, thanks to Terry Myerson, we have been talking about this notion of the next wave for years now. Right. In other words, Microsoft felt that they mess they missed the next wave when that wave was smartphones. Right? They missed it. They they lost. Um. They thought from a while that maybe the next wave was voice assistance. You know, they did Cortana first and Windows Phone and then onto on the PC, and that didn't go anywhere. And it, the technologies behind it still exist and still around, and, and they're used elsewhere. That's fine. Um, there is, I think, a really good case. Oh, oh sorry. Some people believe AR, uh, you know, VR could be the MR, whatever you
0: no, want. No, it, it's not. The... No,
3: forget it. No, I know. I'm not. No, I'm not saying forget it is. So I'm just so saying that there are people who believe that. Right? Yes. Um, and they're wrong, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there is a, I think that the, the best possible case to make, I w- it's funny, I was just going to write an article about the next wave. And the thing I was going to write was those other things I just described. Uh, well, not all of them, but, uh, AR, VR, MR, et cetera, voice assistance. I think you wrote you the article to, or did um, you have jet GPD right in your absence? No, I wrote the article. Okay, if you go to um, uh, if you were if you went to CS, one of the things you would have seen is like Google's not talking up Google Assistant anymore; they're talking about Android instead. Like they they're kind of shifting the messaging on this stuff. Just like Cortana as a brand has essentially disappeared, but those technologies still exist throughout the stack. They're kind of shifting what the emphasis is when they talk about it. Um, They're not. They have become these things have become ingredients in existing popular platforms. You know. Yeah. I think AI actually will be similar in that way, right? They're gonna add AI to their existing popular platforms. Like that's kind of the point. But I think both of you will appreciate this comparison, which I think I do make in that one article I did put up, which is this has the potential to do, I'm just gonna focus on Windows for one second, to Windows as we know it today, what NT did back in 1993 or really in you know 2000, 2001, whatever, which is we have this thing called Windows. It's still called Windows. It looks like Windows. It feels like Windows, it runs Windows apps, but actually under the covers, it's very different from the Windows that we started with. And I think there's a, you know, it's interesting, I don't want to call it an ingredient, but I think AI has the power to transform Windows and Office and whatever else, right? I I, I kind of focus on Windows a little bit, the way my brain is, but um, I think it, it, you know, I've, (laughs) I've been kind of looking at like what could be the next NT in the scheme of things with Windows listen not too long ago a week 10 days ago i was like the best we can do is add tabs to uh, to notepad we're never get we're not doing anything with the platform this is terrible and then this happens and it's like hmm so i
0: use a uh, search engine i started using a search engine. i'm very interested in it uh created by ex-googlers called mm-hmm. neva it's a paid search engine five bucks a month if you want the pro version there's a free version but one of the things neva just turned on is ai in its search results there was a story that google was shake shivering in their boots over all of this right that they were afraid huh. they were yeah. Going. yeah so here's a. I just as an example here's a google search how do i choose firefox as my browser in windows and what google right. does in its knowledge snippet mm-hmm is it just steal something from support.mozilla.org I,
3: I steal is a strong word um. <laughs> but let me show you what let me it's show you what neva does
0: neva yeah. actually has its ai go out it, it and get it from a variety of places to generate a prose thing and then notice in order to do attribution they have footnotes this one's not really great because it only has two sources but in many of its searches it'll have multiple sources which it then uses it's not using Chat GPT, but a Chat GPT-like AI to to synthesize. That's one thing Chat GPT seems to be very good at is kind right. of summarizing content. And uh, I actually find this works a little bit better, and it also so this gets you off the hook because they're not just stealing
3: content. Google has spent the past, I want to say, five years negotiating yes. with various locales over their th- th- what you just showed. Which is they're stealing, they're scraping news snippets from publishers yes. and just publishing it on their own website. Yes. So these guys have all gotten together. They've sued Google and Google has, has now, you know, promoting it as something that like they designed. It was like, we have Google for publishers. We're going to give you us, you know, like, yeah, because, you know, we got a class action lawsuit going here. Let me see what um, happens. Uh,
0: who's the president of Egypt? Uh, now, Google and this completely, it doesn't even give credit at this point. Right, right but it's this is from wikipedia right let me just see what so happens, it says wikipedia on the right side on the right, on the right in this side. knowledge box but yeah but there's all these images box? over there and yeah. uh, it doesn't say where that came from at all i sure. it definitely came from wikipedia let's uh, let's try it here who is the president of egypt on uh, this is neva mm-hmm. and it's a little slow but there
3: and there we go. Which There's is, an
0: example. Of, so this is
3: AI, like, constructing AI, the answer as yeah, you watch.
0: using using these sources, um, which is So basically, of, this is just
3: Google with, like, credit. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, uh, but I think a- it's also more
0: sources, yeah. which is interesting, including planetrulers.com. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, which I thought was a place where you could buy rulers, but apparently, no.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, right. Right. I think that's kind of interesting. It, uh, obviously, this is early days. They just released this a few days ago. But I think that this is what mm-hmm. Google's nervous about Is mm-hmm. the, and why Microsoft might be very interested in this. Wouldn't Bing benefit hey, from this
3: kind of thing? Google, oh, here's a Bing, little heads Bing needs up. Bing something. Um, yeah, Bing needs <laughs> something. Microsoft used to focus only on Windows. Apple used to only focus on the iPhone. I'm just going to throw at the little hint, maybe, just Maybe. You should have other products. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and they're trying, um, but they really haven't done anything yeah. to improve search in a long time. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I'll, I'll circle yeah. back on the machine learning Is Bing
2: still time. important to them? Yeah, I think Bing? it is. They
3: spend a lot of money on okay. it. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And they call it the, out in every earnings uh, state. It, it okay. generates... The dollars per uh, quarter, Leo. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: What? Dollars per quarter is my new single
3: single uh, digit. Do- yeah. No, it, it's billions in revenue. We revenues. call it DPQ. I mean,
0: it, it's, yeah, it's, it's forget exactly. a- ARPU. It's, um, I've got DBQ. It's actually
3: most of the money comes through a virtual tip jar. It's uh,
0: <laughs> that's pretty much our model. It's like yeah. I, I, I worked
3: for a bank one time that was going out of business, and I gave the guy his paycheck and cash, and he handed me back the change, and he said, "Here, you probably need this more than I do." There's you actually know, like that kind of. Thing. There's a great story
0: which we're going to talk about next on uh, Twig about a guy who used the Office Space model of stealing yes. pennies from yes. a, transactions, which by the way is from Superman Three. By the way, Come oh on. well, mm-hmm. all right, but he had a folder MI. called Office Space on his computer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Richard,
2: you were about to talk go to loop back on this AI ML, I mean, thing. and my my concern about the AI term is that you generalize around these things, and it has suddenly you got the HAL implications. when you think in terms of machine learning models. The important part is that training is far more com- computationally intensive than executing a model. And so suddenly the cloud's a big role in this. You know, one oh, of the reasons why Microsoft is right. all over these technologies is you need Azure, right? This is Azure, you, Azure's ability right. to render those models quickly for you is an important part of it. Then you can run them on a phone, but you gotta make them first. And that takes a lot of and compute. And both Microsoft
0: and Google have, and I'm, Amazon have invested heavily yeah. Yes. In yep. offering what they Google calls them TPUs, which are basically mm-hmm. uh, hardware Microsoft designed around learning, just bought a TPU company, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> is
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
0: so? That you, as a data scientist or somebody using AI,
2: will go, oh, I am not going to do this locally. I am going to use use uh, Azure to sure. do this. Yeah, and that's exactly right. it. It is it is a best served as a cloud product. And that's what these companies are all desperate for: is what? Do, what do people need the cloud for? As long as the cloud's about saving money, it's a race to the bottom. Yeah. As soon as it's the only place I can run this on the cloud, that has margin. Let me ask yeah. you a question: Is uh,
0: what is the cloud's benefit? Is it massive storage plus processing power? And couldn't you well, duplicate that locally? The clouds I'm sorry. In this particular use case, you mean? Yeah. I mean, why? Why? do I need Azure to do these AI models? Couldn't I do you this? It's
2: computational. It's, it's both computational and storage, right? Yeah. yeah. You're right. Those are the two uh, big things. And they they can afford to optimize a set of hardware, particularly for the purpose because they can rent it out multiple times. Ah, By the time you're buying enough, you know how many machine learning models do your, ah, your organization good point. train? Good point. Why would you yeah. own that stuff? I
0: mean, people do uh, Bitcoin mining uh,
2: locally, not in the cloud. Yeah. Because they want to keep the cash. Yeah, uh-huh. because the margins aren't right. Yeah. Right? This is about does it, the amount of money you need to spend to be able to render sophisticated models quickly, oh, for the number of times you need to do it. Yeah. It's a utility computing problem. And so, because you don't do it over and over, you do it. You, you do it. Maybe you'll do it a
0: few times. Yeah. But for well, instance, when I do ChatGP or um, uh, Stable Diffusion, when I want to generate images of myself and I upload 20 pictures of myself. And it, that's I'm going to do that once and use those pictures forever. Right. Those well, If you
3: went back to 2007 and said and said what you just said, <laughs> you would be shot as a time traveler.
1: <laughs> if, oh, but I amazing, use what did you say it? when
3: I use stable diffusion on my smartphone to make blah, 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 you're like people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But you're now you're now this is just together. Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: But don't it's you think I mean, this is very appealing because I look so good. Uh <laughs> This is very appealing to people is that and you're not going to do this again and again I like the, on your the hard red work. one makes you look like David Byrne. I it's
2: know. Good. There you go.
0: I know. I think, uh, I think this is my, my future profile picture from now
2: on. It's, there you go. Yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> but, but that's still a case where you're using a model as opposed to generating a model. Building the model in the first place on the back end, is kind of a yeah. rarely done thing. I, I, no, no, because I'm uploading 20 images. I'm creating
0: a new, if you've you. used stable diffusion, use checkpoints. Yes, they have these big checkpoints that you use, but you're also creating a new checkpoint with your images. So you are doing training on those images. And
3: they best served in the cloud.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that no, yeah. it makes sense. I'm not going to do this. I did I did put stable diffusion on my computer at home. Well, so I have enough force we'll have power a Raspberry
3: Pi that does this for us locally. But
0: you know, for now. Well, that MPU is a big big part of it. By the way, if yeah. anybody wants any old seasonal pictures of me. Oh great. Amazing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got myself now, this is the one I'm not going to use. I like the art of that one. That's okay. a lot of abs. Leo in a Speedo is not an That's image. why we asked
3: for separate hotel
0: rooms Yeah, when we exactly. Travel. But I did. I loved it for the holidays. I was able to generate all these kind of Father Christmasy. That's, fun. that's funny. I ended up using this as my uh, profile picture. It's a little scary and weird. But yeah. that's AI for you. Scary and weird. Yeah. You, you added stand. the axe oh, murderer
2: filter into that yeah. one? That
0: that <laughs> right. So, So... If I may paraphrase Richard III, you've taken this AI winter and turned it into glorious
2: summer mm. with the uh, advent of cloud? Mm, the cloud certainly facilitated a bunch of things. Now, you go to the guys like Jeff Hinton, who are the AI guys. They're talking about there's another winter coming in the sense that innovation hasn't happened substantially. But that's different for productization. You know, Today, the tech giants have grabbed onto these things and in various incarnations are making product from them. But they're not yeah. really inventing new science anymore right well
0: well I'm, that's look, the I, but that's the normal cycle you i yeah, think something new images, comes along yeah. and now you do implementation implementation the, implementation the
3: images like leo just showed the images you know the ai painting photos you know based on a description uh, ai writing articles based on uh, some entry level you know entry text is is stuff that Really shows normal people what it and it's just exciting. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think people, people are seems thrilled like a by giant, Chat GPT. They cannot yeah, hmm. stop using yeah. it. I mean, the the real world implications, though. Are, you know, look when Microsoft says, "Hey, we just improved virtual meetings," everyone's like, "Oh, geez, for crying out loud! Did you give it a rest with virtual meetings?" <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. But but improved. But. But. <laughs> but they are. Yeah. But they are. But those are still real world. Advances, no, and it's right? funny it's, because it's people. Still
0: it is. People still like, and I try to tell them not to turn that blurry background on, even though it's yeah, pretty horrible. Bad. We love these new things that computers can do. And we we jump on right. them because they're new. Yep. You know, it's yes. exciting.
3: Well, but new, new is great, but use, new and useful is even better. Well, ex- exactly know. my it, point is that
0: we quickly tired of the blur filter.
3: Yeah. So we, you um, it can't
0: just be novelty. It actually does. People, but I think Chappie GPT is a good example of something that is going to be useful.
3: Yes. Yes. You know, we entered the pandemic with the crappiest communications technology imaginable in our laptops: 720p webcams and front-facing single microphones. You know, and it was interesting to see that change pretty dramatically. But it, what has it been? It's three almost. We're coming in three years, right? Three years? Mm-hmm. No. Three? Yeah, three years. Geez. Yeah. So three years, three years of terribleness. And now what we have is a solution to a problem we no longer need. But, you know, that's okay. Whatever. that We do that all the time. We that's also
2: fine. went through <laughs> several cycles. There was a period where <laughs> yes. we used various oh, we sure filters did. and yep. we had yep. animations and so forth. You know, and that, that, we had that the guy with the cat funny. face, you
3: know, doing the yeah. meeting that became famous.
2: Uh, we, we've cat. had the uh, we've also seen etiquette evolve. Right? Yes. It's like you have your camera on at the beginning and then you turn it off to not be a distraction. Like you turn it on right. to talk like they, we, we also have just emerged. learned like just
3: about being like making people weary by having too many and too long meetings. You know, yes, um, the, my favorite Microsoft announcement during the pandemic was literally the time they said we're changing the default meeting time from 60 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, just, just to press on that.
2: Yeah. Well, I think
3: we've run this machine learning thing to the ground. Oh no! Well, except it's just for except for, ladies and gentlemen. Well, no, it's, it's the one thing I do want to just kind of focus on because we got off of this was mm-hmm. the what what actually was said, like what what has Microsoft said, you know? So Panos Panay, awkward, weird, whatever, shows up with uh, the uh, CEO of AMD, uh, Lisa Su, right? Yeah, and a horribly fake impromptu back and forth ensued that was. Not very well rehearsed, but we'll stutter kind of through it. And what basically comes out is that he sort of announces Windows 12. What? He doesn't say that. <laughs> but he talks about the next version of Windows and how it's going to be AI driven. And, I'm, um, you know, to me, this is... Very that, interesting.
0: By the way, what does that mean? Does that mean that the uh, programmers are going to be fired and they're going to let ChatGPT write the code? Or <laughs> I right,
3: mean, gotta hope so. Um, no, I think what it means is that the Microsoft sees the next generation of deep level improvements to Windows, not like little surface things like changing UI or whatever, but actual uh, kind of core improvements are going to be AI based, meaning they will require or certainly will be way better, or there will be a, a, a subset that won't be available if you don't have a, an MPU. So we know that MPUs are coming to AMD, which was part of that announcement. They they announced their Ryzen 7 uh, 7040 series, which is going to be the first chipset to ship with an MPU. Uh, Intel has added it to the 13th, one of the little things that was in there that no one really paid a lot of attention to, the uh, 13th gen mobile chipsets. They just announced, or yeah, just announced the CS mpus right now we know that with windows 11 microsoft artificially limited the hardware that could be used to upgrade to windows 11 i don't think they're going to go this strict because it's just too soon but it's very clear that windows 12 to get a really good experience you're going to need an mpu based pc which as yeah, that of was this the second thing that happened with gpus
2: right i mean gpus yes. oh and you windows, run windows and without Aero. it yep Yep. And you scaled resolutions
3: down. That's you exactly didn't have right. One. Yep. That's so you'll exactly have an right. inferior machine learning experience. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about Vista and Aero later. But yes, it's fair to say that one of the things that made Vista tenable was the passage of time and the release of Intel integrated chipsets that could run Aero Glass. Right. Because right. in the beginning there was there were no computers in the world that could do that but uh, pc manufacturers love being able to say made for windows 12 right like yes that well you but th- this want makes a it a meaning right that's but why so, they did windows 11 right but but with windows 11 it was 100% artificial yeah. it, it, was, it was and prosthetic. that was the thing we questioned again and again yeah. it's, it was arbitrary what are you talking about it didn't make any sense with windows 12 actually they're going to be able to make a very good case and you're right pc makers are going to love that mm-hmm. because it's going it, to well i don't know that it will but it it could entice more people to upgrade uh, because you're not going to have these experiences unless you have that kind of computer. Just having filters on a video call is not going to be enough. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm I, 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 I I'm sure if you polled people, they would say, I don't give a crap what I look like. I, 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 I'm i going to use the computer. I'm not spending two grand. I don't care. Um, but we'll see what else they do. They were very general. Uh, they, you know, Panos Panay did not say, anything super specific um, other than to say the next version of Windows will be driven by AI. I'm very
2: annoyed by this because I had, for many years, the run-ass site right at the bottom says, subscribe or Windows 11 will be just like Vista. And <laughs> there was no, because there was no Windows 11, it was Windows 10. And I just updated it yeah. to say Windows 12 will be just like Vista. And now
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not gonna- <laughs> oh,
0: You're just a cynic. Somebody <laughs> called the uh, Ask the Tech Guy show, our new version of the uh, old Colin radio show on sunday and said should i upgrade to windows 11 mm-hmm. and i said you're on windows 10 he said no i'm on windows 8.1
3: <laughs> oh, oh then the answer is yes
0: i said you yeah, should at least literally. upgrade to windows 10 i wouldn't worry about windows 11 because yeah. it's just uh you know a paint job on windows 10 but uh he did make the point well but aren't isn't windows 10 gonna hit end of life
3: in uh
0: in two, well, more two and a half years
3: yeah, yeah. Well, 2 is.
0: years isn't isn't well, that. Well, but but
3: if he has a computer that's running Windows 8.1, I've got bad news for that guy. He's going to need to get a new computer.
0: I told him that. I said you can't run you Windows 11.
3: This is a potentially a 10-year-old computer. Yeah. I said you mm-hmm. don't have an 8th generation yeah. or later processor, you don't have TPU,
0: TPM 2.0. Uh, yeah. But I did refer him to Your Fine Show Hands-on Macintosh mm-hmm. that that allows hands people <laughs> Hands-on <laughs> Linux, I'm thank, sorry. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hands on Windows, Paul Theroux. It's a club exclusive. But you yep. did do an episode on how yes. to upgrade to 11, even if you have older
3: hardware. You probably don't That's recommend right. that, though. I don't recommend it. But, you know, the type of people who would do that are technical enough. Not to this do it. guy. This guy. Yeah. Right. So if this guy called me a radio show, I would say it's time. It look, uh, you got yeah, you had a good run. Yeah, you, you probably had 8 or 10 years with this computer. That's, That's Believe
0: it or not, a very hard thing to tell people they don't want to spend the money on a new computer because their current computer, even running Windows 8.1, is perfectly adequate. And I
2: kind of yeah. don't blame them. Mm, it's also the threat, yeah. uh, the complexity of I'm going to be starting over, right? All of the things that I yeah. did that made my machine mine. It's
0: money, yeah, it's but it's
3: also they, uh I mean, no, you're right. You're, you're both right. but I, It's working. The, what, I, you th- know, if look, I
0: don't throw out a TV set, if I could still watch I Love Lucy on it.
3: Wh- except wh- you want that screen to be curved and 19 inches big. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, the the look, the look. it is real money. It's whatever. But the truth is, you know, this is the exact opposite of upgrading to a new iPhone every year. You're not going to really notice too much of a difference. This guy going from what is probably 2012 to 2014 era technology yeah. to a modern PC. My God, it's going to be such a different experience. Yeah, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care because he hasn't experienced it yet. Yeah, you know, no, he, he might, no. I can tell. I can tell you. He's calling you. He must be in this world somehow. No,
0: he's not I in mean, this world. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I guarantee you. All yeah. he's doing is he's writing email to his grandkids. Sure. He's browsing the internet looking for deals on trusses. I mean, it's a very <laughs> what trusses? I don't know. People don't even use those anymore, do they? <laughs> is that like a truss for a dress or for a? Truss? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's a thing <laughs> you, you used to wear if you had a hernia, I guess. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's an old yeah. old school thing. Uh, mm-hmm. He, like me, is looking for pants that don't hit below too far down on your hips. I, I want think thats a, that's
3: a different kind of whatever show? happened are to are you pants sure that didn't go above dial? your <laughs> <laughs> your navel?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
3: I want Fred Mertz pants. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I sort of know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, 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 what I'm saying is fashions change. And um, you know maybe it's time to modernize. <laughs> yeah. How old is this be was this guy? Really
0: old? He was an older fella. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about what happened with the radio show is that nobody listens to AM radio except people over eighty. So right. all the calls were you know older, uh, not that old, but older people. Also probably because I'm an older person, and so they yeah. said, oh well, here's a nice old man who will help me, help uh, <laughs> <Well, laughs> me with my old problems. Kind of send him a computer. Uh, you, you know, I sh- I'm so- sometimes I I am very tempted yeah. to go. Look, a I got a, I got a PC that's two years yeah, old. Here's some soft stories, me, in, right, But please right. take it because I'm so You're sad. Take this thing, exactly. But yep. Richard made an excellent point. It's not merely the price. It's uh, it's also uh, the, starting over. Not not I, easy. I don't know
3: where things
2: are.
0: Yeah, right?
3: yeah, yeah. He's using Windows I, 8.1. That's going to no, be a bit we live, of a look, there are people driving cars that were made in the 1990s that work perfectly well. Yes. You know, we live we live in a world where some things really, do- and, and from a hardware perspective, I don't know Windows 8 exactly, but, you know, PCs last a lot longer than they used to. You know, the hardware is still viable. You know, the, it, it, it's tough. But, but I don't, I it's can, really artificial the world. I Microsoft
0: mean, says we aren't going to support 8.1. The browsers say we aren't going to support 8.1. So there's this yep. artificial... And people feel like, well, they this is commercial.
3: This is their- I agree. I, I but it was also telegraphed in 2012. This thing had a 10-year support life cycle. This was mm-hmm. always the plan. It's not like they dropped it out of nowhere. Um, I know most people don't pay attention to that or no even know about it. I know this guy didn't look at his end user license agreement, which probably doesn't even say that anyway. I don't. I haven't read it either. <laughs> you know, right. um,
2: but and it's yes. not like it I bursts mean- into flames at the 10-year mark. It just. He's no, but it
3: could. Support. Maybe they should have done that. <laughs> but a little—is that? Do you hear a ticking sound? You know? <laughs> Step away from the computer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so Windows 12 uh, will be written by. I, by the way, I went to Chat GPT to try to write mm-hmm. Windows 12, and, okay. uh, and I just thought, <laughs> well, let's see what it does. And it says, "No, no, uh, I'm too busy doing other stupid things, sure. writing limericks." And uh, no,
3: we're going to do stuff that people want to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but uh, what does it mean to say uh,
3: Windows? Well, we don't 12? know. That. That's the problem is we don't really, we don't really know what that means yeah. exactly. Like Panos Panay, uh, just you know, I, he he talked about he compared it to how the mouse and the scroll wheel came along and made the GUI made sense. To which I kind of raised my hand and like you know the mouse and the scroll wheel a- appeared in DOS and was sold with Microsoft Word for DOS and made plenty of sense in DEX mode guy runs windows. It's like, okay. (laughs) okay. But getting past the fact that he has no idea what he's talking about and spoke in very, very vague terms. I think, I I think the best thing we can do right now, because he didn't provide any details is to look at those things I talked about earlier, those uh, windows, what are they called? The windows studio effects. Right. And, and sort of think about, we'd have to sort of invent it because no one said this, but we, we know how Microsoft has improved this virtual meeting capability, audio and and, and video, using an MPU. Like, what might they do across the stack? Not just in Windows, but you know, ac- across everything. Um, when you have that kind of processing capability, it, it's we. It's you know, we were talking about being on the on the cusp of something new with all of this new mm-hmm. capability. Where they're writing, they're painting. They're you know, what what? How does this change software? You know, Microsoft has. Uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago a uh, GitHub uh, co pilot, which is. That's actually kind of amazing. I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, and, but also can... very, very much like 1.0, right? It's, it's kind of at the, like, what does something like that look like when you apply uh, the power of uh, massive compute capability?
0: Well, you know? it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be uh,
2: that watershed moment, that Cambrian explosion yeah. that, that, that we're talking about. Yeah. Well, yep. And we'll be at yep. the early stages of it. It'll, it'll be interesting. It's just enough. Certainly, nothing certain there as to, as how it's going to go. Now they have to write the things. You yeah. Know, oh yeah. Yeah. We are yeah. definitely battling the chicken and egg problem. If they don't have the hardware, yeah. you can't code to it, and you're exactly. not going to have
3: the hardware if you don't have code for it. That's them. right. Yep. Exactly right. So they did. What I announce- just heard was. Go ahead. Richard Campbell waiting for Windows thirteen.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did announce what is this? Uh, I want to say Wally.
3: Yeah, what, Valley. What is Val- Valley? Valley. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, voices
2: that. What's that?
3: This is the voice one, right? Right. What? Tell yeah, me. Yeah. So I, I get, you can take. It will listen to three words that someone says and then imitate that person from three words. I believe though. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, what they said, and I thought that was a little interesting and weird. Like next week's episode, I'm going to be replaced by Polly, and um, we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> but
0: what, first of all, why limit yourself to three words? I mean. Well, I think that's... This is like uh, a juggling trick. Point. Like, like that's, yeah, watch, that's I it, can do it with just...
2: It I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But this was the technology that then was extended, and they showed off Julia White in real-time translation, where not, she was speaking English, and you were hearing a Japanese translation, but
3: as if it was her voice. But it sounded like her. Yeah, that's... Oh, like, yeah. Okay, and so there was you go. Actually, fully in the that's an amazing example. very That's a great creepy. example. Right. So in other words, when you hear without any context we can listen to three words of yours and then make Texas sounds like you speaking. You're like, okay. But then you say that and you're like, Oh, actually that's very interesting. In so in other language. words, it's not a computer generated voice speaking in Japanese. It's Julia White's voice speaking in Japanese. That's amazing. Right. right? That's amazing. It was creepy, but it was amazing, it, but it is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a perfect example.
0: It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's pause for station identification, uh, and we will return with more of this show brought to you by Fred Mertz Pants, the pants <laughs> that cover it all. No,
2: Although... Holding up waistlines since 1323. Right. These pants, we haven't shown a belly button since 1945. They would go right up. And you know what? I inquired,
0: because I got some pants. One of our sponsors, uh, the Taylor Store, does tailored okay. stuff, and I got some pants from them. And I'm not kidding. They they start like at your hip. Bone instead of at where they should start up above your navel, and I said why, and he said, well, the, besides the styles have changed, the real reason the styles have changed is it takes two, it's extra material. They save money by not covering your navel. I don't buy. I think this is a mistake. And you know how they in old sci-fi movies, you know they would they would take old fashions and recycle them, or that people would no longer wear ties. They just have like, like a little. You know, thing at their neck and that stuff. I think big, high-water high pants. Uh, the bikini suit is imminent. <laughs> oh, no. That's the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about our sponsor of the hour, and then we will get back to this fabulous edition, the brand-new Windows Weekly featuring Paul Throt and Mr. Richard Campbell of Run As Radio. Our show today brought to you by, quite literally, Cashfly. Uh, our CDN. The whole world is moving to digital. Oh, there's an insight, right, Leo? Thanks for telling us. Uh, but as a result, traffic patterns on the uh, on the World Wide Web, on the internet, are spiking like crazy. Viewers don't hang around for that video that buffers more than a few seconds. You know that. You, we just we're impatient now. Shoppers abandon uh, carts on e-commerce sites that uh, you know spin. I don't. You just leave. There are billions of dollars lost every year to in abandoned shopping carts. Gamers, what are they going to do when the latency is high? Oh, they're going to be mad. They're going to leave you some bad reviews. That's why the best companies use CashFly, because expectations are higher. Customers expect a faultless, speedy experience when they're engaging with content. They want it on any device, anywhere, anytime. CashFly has been a leader in content delivery networks, (CDN) since 2002. They hold the track record for high-performance, ultra-reliable content delivery. They've been doing it for two decades. They pioneered the use of TCP Anycast, an innovation other CDNs are just now starting to build upon. CashFly has a metric they call QOE, Quality of Experience. And it is the single most critical metric when you're serving content simultaneously to a large distributed audience at a global scale. You And I say that as somebody who, you know, we're, we have very spiky traffic patterns. You know, when we put out a windows weekly, boom, everybody downloads it roughly at the same time. Cause they're all using automated podcast clients. Uh, that's why we've been using cash for more than a decade. Our, our delivery stack can be our secret weapon. You may not even think about it or know it, but I could tell you, because you get that content fast without error. It helps us. It helps you, and it can help you too in your business. With Cashfly, you'll get ultra-low latency video streaming. That really, this is very cool. Less than one second latency to more than a million concurrent users. You get lightning-fast gaming. That, that doesn't just mean downloads come in faster. They do, but you get zero lag, zero glitches, zero outages when you're playing the game. Mobile content optimization for your website that offers automatic and simple image optimization, which means your site loads faster on any device. They have multiple CDNs for redundancy and failover. They intelligently balance your traffic across multiple providers, so you get the shortest routes mitigates against performance glitches, plus you never have to pay for service overlap again. You'll get flexible month-to-month billing for as long as you need it, discounts for fixed terms once you know what you want. And they worked with us on the spikes, right, the usage, because it was up and down, up and down, up and down. They they understand that. You know, they don't bill you for the peak. They bill you for the average. Well, really, you bill you for what you want. You design your own contract when you switch to cash flow. I tell you, we could not be happier. We've never looked, and we get approached almost every week by other CDNs that say, hey, we'd like your business. We say, no, mm-mm, we got CashFly. 3,500 clients over 80 countries, f- more than 50 points of presence all over the globe. Organizations like Twit consistently choose CashFly for scalability, reliability, and unrivaled performance. We could not be happier. Cashfly, the only CDN built for throughput, delivering rich media content up to ten times faster than traditional delivery methods, thirty percent faster than other major CDNs. Learn how you can get your first month free. Cashfly.com. How many times have you heard me say it over the last ten years? Bandwidth for Windows Weekly is provided by Cashfly at C A C H E F L Y dot com. Thank you, Cashfly. Thank you. Cashfly dot com. All right, we go back to Richard Campbell, and some guy, I I think it's uh, Paul Theron. He's the, pa- he's the Linux guy. The Linux guy. <laughs> yeah, hands-on Linux host.
3: Oh no, God! I uh, I'm going to go that. into a Linux forum. We know. just get pushed around by a bunch of bullies for a few minutes. <laughs> Neck beards. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> uh, let's. Hi, uh, I'm using Zorano OS, and I have a question. <laughs> um, how do I make this look exactly like Windows 11?
0: You know, hello. It was. <laughs> it was the radio show was starting to get like that because it was either the really? the old guys who said, "Well, what do I do? I'm on Windows 8.1," or it was the young bucks. Saying, you know, like twelve-year-old saying, "Well, which distro should I use?" And yeah. it was pretty. There was like this big gulf.
3: In- <laughs> yep,
0: yeah. Anyway, I'm glad I retired from the radio show. You're kind where-
3: of a beginning a life end of life kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <Nice>.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, we all are. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, welcome to the club. I- yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and
0: uh, I, I feel this like this burden lifted off my shoulders. Stop. Yeah. I stopped the radio show at the end of the year. Uh, Mike and I do now uh, the hands the uh, ask the tech guys uh, yeah, show nice. and it's it's so much more fun and, and invite you all to listen Sundays from uh, two to five Eastern and we stream it live TV so of course it's a podcast if you already get the tech guy show you get it uh, automatically it's on the same feed nice. uh, Windows 7 speaking of speaking of the oldsters and Windows 8.1 <laughs> yeah. I like this Paul says are on a farm. Chasing rabbits.
3: <laughs> yeah. Aww. It's interesting that these things are ending support at the same time, given that they were released uh, three years apart <laughs> and uh, both had 10-year support life cycles. But, of course, we know that Microsoft extended the support of Windows 7 for three years for for commercial customers that wanted to pay for that. Mm-hmm. It's um, a beloved version, right? Like, there's a reason. I was, was going to say that the most fascinating thing about this is that these two products are made by the same leadership, the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, they could not be more different. They could not be more loved or hated <laughs> from each other. Um, one is still believed to be probably the best version of windows ever released. And the other one is widely believed correctly. I think to be the worst version of windows ever released. If you change um, the name of windows seven to Vista SP uh, yeah, two, you change the dynamic, but that's what it was. That's, you thank know, you. Really? That's exactly right. So, right. So Microsoft uh, got, or uh, Sonofsky and uh, his team got way more credit than they deserve for that because, like you said, Windows Vista, uh, Windows 7 was a Windows Vista service pack. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, do, going from Vista service pack, whatever, to 7 was not a big stretch. It, that it took them three years should have been telling, by the way, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and I talked earlier about the passage of time. I mean, honestly, the thing that benefited Vista slash 7 the most was the passage of time. It was those, mm-hmm. the availability of drivers uh, that were yeah. not there at, at launch. It was the, um into uh, intel integrated chipset that could do the Aero glass graphics that made yeah. this thing truly look beautiful um and that was nothing that had nothing to do with microsoft i mean of course vista was uh, kind of brought to market in a very quick time frame because of all the problems at longhorn um so Even you know, if it did take 5 months. years yeah yeah <laughs> um and so there's a, there's a lot that goes on there but um you know steve Ballmer, uh, if you asked him and people have what was your biggest regret at microsoft windows 8 yeah, and, and uh, well, which really says
2: because he, because the crisis around the iPad meant he
3: abdicated an awful lot of control to the company to Steve Spedovski. Right. Uh, yep. well. Yeah, it was an overreaction. Yeah, it was an overreaction to what was going on with multi-touch. And um, I, you know, listen, no one knows more about this than Richard. But rather than go forward with the dot-based programming platforms that they had created for long-run slash Windows Vista. They created a new mobile apps platform based on C plus plus and COM, which we are still dealing with up. today. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but I would argue, Palmer underreacted to the iPhone. Right? He made fun of the iPhone
3: and it cl- and it clobbered yeah. him. He had to eventually. Overreact it it the did, iPad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. Yep. That's fair. Um, I, I just think you know the the problem. The pro- it's like the problem with Windows eight is like a sentence you can't say because there are so many, but. No. So you know, many. when Windows 8 launched as a touch slash uh, what I'll call tablet first system into mm-hmm. a world of 1 billion plus traditional PCs that didn't have these capabilities, befuddling everyone. There was no opportunity to go back to the classic UI. First version of Windows ever to dramatically change the UI and not give you that option to go back no to back. Program Explorer or whatever. Or, um Program Manager, you know, as you could do in mm-hmm. Windows 95 or the old Windows uh, Start menu as you could in Windows XP. It was the first version not to offer that capability because it was Sonofsky's way or the highway. Yeah, he, um, was,
2: he was so very sure. I would also argue the big thing with Win 8 is that he didn't involve the externals at all. You know, normally the exactly. version of Windows built, they've got the Boeings and the Columbia Sportswear and so forth evolved all along. Yep. So they'll be on yep. stage with them at launch day and there was none of that
3: there's a there's also a bigger tragedy here and um, this is not a tragedy because of nostalgia it's not a tragedy because of I, I just have like this particular you know preference of the way things might have gone. Microsoft could have and should have created a single mobile apps platform that worked across phone and Windows at that time and he chose not to work with the Windows Phone team and create something that was like what they were doing on Windows Phone but different Now mm-hmm. they rushed Windows phone to market, Silverlight, you know, Richard, again, knows this history better than anybody, mm. but... Um, that was it only the second until... reboot of the phone product. Don't worry, they'll do yeah, it again. And then the third one came with Windows 10 when they finally did yeah. U- UWP, and they did make those things uh, one platform, also HoloLens, Xbox, other products, but it was too late by then. you know, the year that Windows um, 10 arrived was also the year that Sachin Nadella said goodbye to Windows Phone. <laughs> you sure. know, so... Well, and at
2: that point, the phone developers would, had been beaten to death. Yep. You know, they, yep. I, I know a lot of those
3: guys, and they... Yeah, they took a beating for it. I wonder how different the world could have been if Sanofsky had gotten off his three-year train, had worked with Phone, and had come out with something a year later, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Uh, I don't. He could never have done that because of his. And again, I keep saying this, but Richard knows better than anybody his abject hatred of net, mm. uh, which I find to be insane. Really, I didn't um, know about that. That's interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a fallout of Vista. Right, I mean, yeah. an awful
2: lot of the blame, and not entirely unfairly, but mostly unfairly, well, I, for the problems that went wrong.
3: Right, was a lot of things that went wrong. WPF inside of Microsoft to redo the Office UI, or no, they could whatever, and they right? could have done that and made that better.
2: But the bigger yep. thing here is, that, and I, I got this from Brian Harry, who was running the project at the time. It was mm-hmm. Gates who demanded the .NET be in Windows after XP. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. Brian Valentine said point blank when, when Harry, who at the time ran the CLR team, basically and was on his way out, and he would change, he would change roles completely, went to Brian right. Valentine and said, "This is a mistake. Like at one point one .dot net is not ready for this kind of workload." And Valentine said, "Gates wants it. What am I
3: supposed to do?" Right. And it's well, which I mean, I mean, I mean, the wrong like, answer. The, the, the
2: wrong answer is push back. <clears throat>
3: This was a team that also put, you know, Internet Explorer into the core of NT, ruining that product <laughs> previously. Mm. Yeah, um, for political know. reasons. Right. So similar. I mean, maybe. But I, I think .NET had the long-term legs for that to make sense over time. Oh, yeah. it's they just, had done it a little later. But at, at that time, yeah. it was the wrong time. And then it became yeah.
2: the scapegoat. Now, you could have a larger argument about non deterministic programming models like memory garbage collection in operating systems versus deterministic. Like, that's another layer of this problem space. And believe me, Windows has a dependency on .NET and has ever since and likely forever will. But what they were trying to do in the Longhorn timeframe was too much. And, yeah. and they well, and uh, the crazy part is they <laughs> ran out of time. Like that was the. Why do you say part. that?
3: Because uh, reflecting on Windows 8 at its 10 year anniversary, Stephen Snosky summarized the problem by saying, "It was too much too soon," which in his case is not correct. It was uh, too much of the wrong thing ever, <laughs> but um, but yes, too much too soon. I mean, this is uh, we should have this problem today. We have too little too late now. Is the new <laughs> mantra inside of Windows right? But that seems Um, to serve better. Microsoft likes coming in
2: second, it seems. Well,
3: you know what? For mature platforms that are decades old, yeah, yeah, actually, too little, too late is exactly the right schedule, honestly. But I would also argue that tech companies
2: as a whole suck at leading. As long as they're (laughs) chasing, they do pretty well.
3: The moment yeah, they're in the point. in front, stuff goes yeah. off the rails for them, and it just you know, it, it geez, this bugs me so much. It, it's just too bad because I you you can look at mobile as when you know as Microsoft slash Windows, and you're like, my God, look at this thing! It's taking off. The iPhone, Android, iPad you know, it's like, what are we going to do? We got to do something about this. They they have these capabilities in their platforms because those things are newer that we don't mm-hmm. have in Windows the ability of apps to you know run lightly on the processor and not kill the battery life, for them to automatically go to sleep when you're not using them. Of course, phones are things where you only have one thing on the screen at a time. You can't have a bunch of overlapping windows and have stuff falling asleep behind the scene. You know, when you yeah. can see part of it, I mean, you can't do that, right? But damn the torpedoes, we're going to add this to Windows anyway. But we're not going to bring forward anything. We're going to do it with this new thing, which is yeah. in other ways not as capable or sophisticated as the programming models of the past
2: but how many times have we had this discussion about they're trying to reinvent windows by hiding all the old stuff and presenting the new stuff but you could switch it off and everybody
3: does okay fair enough i i yeah right okay i I, it's all okay i mean on that note uh it's not like you can go into windows 11 and turn on the windows 10 ui right you can do small things like move the you know the icons on the taskbar over to the side you can but look you at hold, the outcry. I you hold down the shift key and get an old taskbar or a yeah. context menu, right? Yeah. The, and it, so they're trying to
2: pick a middle ground between you can always go back and everybody goes back, and you can't go back right. and nobody will use it. And and to also, do, and even then we're still complaining yeah. about every time they move. It feels like our cheese has been
3: moved. <laughs> we should complain about that unless it was yeah. done for a good reason because people sure. have muscle memory.
2: It's yeah, the reason that.
3: I spent the past year and a half right-clicking the taskbar and wondering yeah. why Task Manager wasn't there. You know, like, yeah. even though Still I know exactly it. what happened, right? Yeah. Well,
2: now, anyway. now, I have to hit the uh, the Windows key and
3: pull it up. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of weird is how they, you know, Microsoft spent so many years working on this Aero Glass stuff. Um, you know, shipped it in Vista, shipped it in Seven, mm-hmm. demoed it in uh, some of the betas or you know whatever they used to call those things, community previews, whatever of Windows Eight. And then kind of sh- slipped or sh- uh, uh, shifted <laughs> to a, <word>. into a <laughs> um, kind of that flat UI that we now see in Windows 10 and Windows 11, right? Which is opaque and doesn't have any form of transparency whatsoever. So they spent the entire 2000s trying to catch up to Apple and Mac OS X from a kind of transparency, translucency, hardware accelerated graphics perspective. Eh, and then they threw it away. Yeah. You know, it's,
2: I would also argue once upon a time, the iPhone was all about skeuomorphic and they got over that too. Like, Yeah, that was the world. To yeah. they, I,
3: you know what? I don't think they did get over it. I think Steve Jobs died. Yeah, <laughs> he you know, said, finally. Like, right. one way to get over it. <laughs> no right? more green
0: phase. I, mean, I love it. Yeah. You know, hey, no I just, just in. Gaming
3: app has to look like a felt table of a pool table. <laughs> this just in, but
0: I don't, and I don't want to chase uh, our listeners and viewers away from the live show. Bill Gates okay. has just begun... His 11th Ask Me Anything on Reddit. So if you've got a
3: question for Bill Gates. Ask him if he's uh, more or less evil than Idi Amin. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Okay. Actually, you know what the first question is? The top of the top lines. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your views on generative AI? How do you think this will impact the world?
2: And then, was it an Epstein question? That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm surprised <laughs> there weren't question. An Ep- there you go. No
0: answers. They're all questions so far. I don't see any answers for Bill. So yeah. he's probably yeah. trying to avoid the the Epstein. His, uh, the system yeah, he's using is the same
3: that. one the FAA used, So it's it's oh, going to be a By do. the way, oof, that looks well, like thank a thank God it wasn't update. like a cyber attack because I woke up as that was happening in real time and I thought, oh my God, here we go. Here we go. And then, you know, and then it came out of one. For
0: those wrong. who don't know, Thank the FAA uh, has a system that warns pilots in air about uh, upcoming hazards that broke. Right. <laughs> so yeah. they grounded all the flights uh, last night overnight until 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern this morning because yeah. uh, they
2: didn't want people flying reasonably without that information. Right. You're not allowed to take off without a current no And because could, nobody could get a no-time, nobody can take off. They say it was not
0: a cyber attack. but yeah. sure. I mean, I don't. Think, I don't think the government has any obligation to reveal a, like a private uh, well industry. Does. Oh, you, in other words, we might not find out what. I bet they
3: do come out and say something. Um,
0: well, like, yeah, but yeah, they yeah, might. But whether it's real and true, we don't know. I mean, honestly, if it is a cyber how attack, how would of,
3: of the government these days? Yeah, <laughs> it's like they said it wasn't a cyber attack, but they would say that, wouldn't they? Are <laughs> they still running computers that use tubes, or have they? Um, yeah, no, they moved up to Commodore sixty four So. <laughs> I think basically yeah. just let them cool off and then they're fine.
0: I would love to know more about the, all of this because
2: I, I do know that the FAA yeah. was slow to upgrade well, their computer. I'm sure it's an ideal time
3: for
2: the FAA to do this because the chances of a congressional <laughs> hearing on it are low. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. They got other
3: fish to fry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. What's next? Well, It's 20... What is it? 2023. (laughs) I had to look that one up. Um, And so the Windows Insider builds have resumed, uh, starting with uh, some dev channel stuff and also some beta channel stuff. So nothing major going on, of course, but... To establish your credentials, Mr. Campbell, do you, are
0: you now, or have you ever been a Windows Insider? (laughs) I have. I am,
2: I believe. Does it matter? No. Which ring are you on, sir? Which Uh, ring are you on? (laughs) I was on the more conservative ring, but you know, have I turned I, I, on the machine that's on that ring recently? No,
3: and neither has <laughs> <is> anybody else. <laughs> yeah, and then when you do, it always says, hey, you really got to upgrade because it's been a long time. I finally yeah. got out of the, uh,
0: you know, I, I was trapped in the insider right. program you and I finally got out it. of it by uh, throwing out that computer and starting off. All- yeah, yeah, the one-way dead end street is what you were on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looked like I was going to have to, I mean, it, w- it wasn't a big deal, but it, if I w- wanted to get off of it, So I would have had to rebuild Windows at this point. That's right.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, because the Windows Insider program doesn't offer you a way out anymore if you're on dev or beta because they don't map to stable builds. And that means the checkbox you say, let me get out when it ships, dev or anything because it never ships. So So that's what
0: happened. I got it now. Okay. This is the... I um, I
3: can't be the only person with that problem. No, you're absolutely not. In fact, there could literally be millions of you. Yep. That's what's mm-hmm. alarming about this. Now they know how many there are. There probably aren't that many, I guess, but there could be. Well, there isn't. There's one less because I put Linux on that machine. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I almost genuflected there. So
0: <laughs> you mean you're almost up, Chuck? Adios, mío. <laughs> um, so I need a young priest <laughs> and an old priest. Quick, this Dell XPS was never intended to be running Windows. We have met Linux. It's,
3: it's speaking in tongues. <laughs> all right, so we just did a big segment on AI and future technologies and everything. And I have to say, it's somewhat reassuring to get back to the windows insider program and the childish nature of the boloney that they are creating uh. right now. So if you would, Leo, if you could, I don't know if you can show the screenshot that accompanies this article, but
0: yes, I, it explains yes, I can. I have the
3: everything that we need to know about the insider program, which is this after a four week break, they come back, they have been kind of screwing around with scroll down to the screenshot. That's below there. Yeah, here we go. So, as we've talked about this so much, somehow in production, Microsoft shipped what we call the search pill, replacing the search box, uh, the search icon, sorry, that used to be on the Windows 11 taskbar. They never actually have acknowledged or announced that they they did this, but they did. And and you can see, by the way, at the bottom of my screen, I search yes, there pill. you go. There it is, right? Yep. So here's the thing. So Windows 11, the UI is full of rounded rectangles, right? So if you look at the corners of the start menu that you can see in that screenshot, you can see the, the angle that those rounded corners take. Yes. That is throughout the system. The buttons all look like that, all the UI elements. But that start pill that they yes. added, that they still haven't announced, yes. has a completely different shape to it. It it's is more, more rounded. circular sides. Yes. So one of the big debates is the search box and the start menu, should it have the same angle? Oh, Lord, so you have to be yeah. so
0: OCD to
3: even notice what? this. The, the, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They <laughs> created a problem. And the solution to that problem is to make changes elsewhere to accommodate the problem. Here's an idea. How about making the search pill have the same angles as every there other fucking UI? Consistency. What, what are you doing? Yeah. Like what you basically well, said is that on looks this, different from everything else. This is on the taskbar. Taskbar task right. curves are different than window yep. curves. So in that window, you can see three versions, well, two versions of curves and three, actually, two <laughs> versions of curves in three different, <laughs> four different places. So you get the curve <laughs> of the start menu itself. Yeah. You get the curve on the all apps button which yeah. is the same. Yeah. You get the curve on the folder icons below pinned, yeah. right? The second, yeah. third, and fourth. And then you have the one that's different, the search box. Because that <laughs> one matches the pill. Because we're stupid, and that's the type of stuff we work on. And I swear to God, uh, what has happened to my world? This is, like, okay, here we go. See the search box there? Yeah. Yeah, how it looks like the rest of the system? Yeah, that's it's consistent. got the right corners. Yeah, It's only not consistent with the stupid inconsistent See, thing they added. I would never know anybody. this because look what comes up
0: when I hit the search button. No, well, 30 inexpensive better. hobbies. Find a hobby you love. Good for your health. Crafting right. and hobby supplies. Uh, you know some games learned? from the web. Right. I don't
3: want any of this ever. Ever. Okay, so this is called Search Highlights. We've discussed how we can turn this off. But you know what's interesting we learned something about today, January 11th. You know what that thing is? What? Nothing happened today. Because <laughs> there's no news. Today, that there's would no news, the thing. Right. Yeah. On right. this day in history, yeah, nothing can I, happened. Can
0: I turn it off here in search settings? Yes. Is that where I go to turn it off? Mm-hmm. That's exactly okay. right. Okay. Con- cloud content search. I don't, do I not want cloud? No, no, cl- that. no, no wait, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Scroll down, scroll down. <laughs> Leave all that stuff on. Search highlights. Yes. Turn that that's off. It. Turn it off. Turn it off. Don't want it. Didn't yeah, need it. Again, don't I'm like it. Now let's see it. what I, sure I get yeah. when I hit the little pill. The wrong. Whew.
3: Oh, that's oh, what it should be. That. Oh, man, it looks like a computer again. I, oh, my yeah, God, it's beautiful.
0: None of that garbage. Of course, if I accidentally yeah. hover my mouse over here, I'm going to get all that crap. So yeah, you know what? Look at the curves on that thing. They're all consistent. Mm. <laughs> oh, but wait a minute. Like. This is a Windows arrow. Glass transparent, <laughs> but wait. Oh boy, let's move
3: along. <laughs> <laughs> oh that god. shouldn't be there. How did what that? What the hell? No. That's we thing. got rid of that in 2012. Oh god, help us. Oh, consistency, <sighs> yeah, love it. Not so much, no yeah,
0: not any good. Oh, by the way, we have a new term, uh, for our uh, yeah, our weather. It's is it a real or aerial? I think it must mean aerial, aerial flood, flood watch, oh, or is it a, a flood real flood watch? It's aerial. I don't know. A R E A L. Yeah,
2: it's not aerial like area or uh, 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 aerial flood. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what that mean. means. Or is oh, it a typo? Boy. Like, is this just area flood? I... Somebody stuck in an L that doesn't need to be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Why is the
0: water
3: red where you live?
0: That's when, yeah, (laughs) good question. That's uh, when it's really bad. See all that that red part?
3: Yeah, red's never good, Leo. That's a gale gale warning.
0: That's a gale warning, and I don't mean G-A-I-L either. Uh, so here comes the gale yeah. warning. It looks like it's up your way too, uh, there, Mister Campbell. Yeah,
2: you know it's working. Oh yeah, it. But, yeah. You got- I mean, admittedly, all weather ends at Canada, so you know. That's <laughs> yeah, look
0: way.
3: at that. There's a very straight <laughs> it line, seriously straight line on the border. No, but look, there's more weather up top where Alaska is.
0: There seems to be a gap, a gap yeah. somehow.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. Canadian. Wow, humanity. it must be beautiful in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's lovely.
0: I. Uh, that's puzzling. What is this? There the this is from microsoft curves
3: on the search boxes on this page they're by the way consistent with the new search they the they box. are using the rounded pill yeah Yep. Yeah. yeah they are and they use. there's the a whole cursor.
0: i remember reading a whole there's a whole css code for doing those rounded corners just so sure, sure. the angles of it and stuff mm-hmm. it's a circle with a straight lines intersecting
3: and as Beavis and Butthead would say, it's the angle of the dangle. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I guess the There's a second term. part to that poem, but I probably should I'm just gonna
0: yeah. sort of leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, moving uh, right I mean I gotta close this severe weather alert. It's giving me hives. Uh, <laughs> moving right along into the programming. Yeah. So any other insider uh, alerts? Gale warning coming?
3: (laughs) Well, not insider alerts, but there is a... We know the Windows subsystem for Android is that subsystem that gives us... Whatever happened to that? It's still there. Amazon. In fact, I just wrote that chapter of the book, the Amazon App Store. In fact, I will have a tip about this. You're brave. You're very brave. (laughs) Not really, but... (laughs) To
0: act as if this um, is written in stone or something. Yeah. In fact, can we characterize Windows 11 as the ever-changing Windows? Like... It, it, it doesn't seem to I, It does it.
3: have a certain, we don't know what we're doing. Let's throw stuff at the wall and see what happens. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, so what's interesting to me, well, okay, here's the technical point about this, right? So there's a Windows feature called Windows, I'm sorry, called Virtual Machine Platform, which is what you need to install the Windows subsystem for Android or the Windows subsystem for Linux. It's obviously a virtual machine platform, as it says. But there are these other virtual machine features in Windows, like Windows Hypervisor Platform hyper v obviously um these are all actually (laughs) separate features they're kind of based on the same technologies i i window uh, the virtual machine platform is is still hypervisor based but it's what allows us to emulate in this case android and linux right which are kind of based on the same thing really right so they're kind of both linux based it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing but this is like one of the things you need so anyway, uh, the version of WSA, as we'll call this, Windows Subsystem for Android, that's in Windows 11 today, is based on Android 12, presumably. They have been testing Android 13 in this subsystem in the Windows Subsystem for Android Preview program. Uh, I think that started about a month ago, and now they are bringing it to all of the Windows Insider program channels, right? So, if you're in the Windows Insider program, dev, beta, or release preview, you will get this upgrade. Now, day-to-day life i mean you're going to see any changes i mean it's not like it's a visual change but you'll see boot performance changes clipboard stability changes applica- application resizing improvements etc so uh given the fact that they have just released it to all three inside a pro uh, inside a program channels i would guess that within a month we're probably going to see it stable because they just kind of You know, again, back in the day, we used to go dev first, beta, release preview, ship it to the world. Now it is, you know, we don't know what we're going to do. So in this case, they've released it to all three. We're probably all going to get
0: it. And we're still using Amazon's Kindle store as the... Oh, Leo, it is amazing.
3: I got to tell you, God, I love it so much. Um, (laughs) Several reasonable apps... You know, what's funny is, um, is, again, in writing the book, if you want to uninstall the Windows subsystem for Android, you can do it in two different ways. You can do it by uninstalling the store or by uninstalling the subsystem. If you want to install the store, it says, hey, hold on a second. If you do this, you're going to delete all these apps you installed. You know, it gives you a chance to kind of say, oh, right, I don't want to do that. But if you want to install the subsystem, it just uninstalls everything. (laughs) It's kind of another beautiful little inconsistency in Windows that I find to be somewhat hilarious. Um, anyhow, so anyway, they're testing. They're going to move to Windows. I would say Android thirteen. No, no, big, big deal. But the numbers are in,
0: and well, from one company. Okay, <laughs> so one company. This is. A, it's, a, it's been a bad uh, couple of months in yeah. the PC industry. Is it continue? Does it continue? Yeah, I don't
3: know. Did I use the word bloodbath in the notes? No, so <laughs> I'll use it here. So <clears throat> we kind of knew this was coming, right? Um, uh, when when IDC and Gartner put out their Final numbers, I do an article uh, in January every year, looking back at the previous year. And so one of the interesting things, and I've done that for several years. So since, whew, off the top of my head, I want to say 2011, PC sales had been on the decline. And then the, pa- the wonderful pandemic happened and everything was great. <laughs> and we had a mm-hmm. two, two and a half years of uh, steady gains. It was fantastic. The PC market came back. Amy Hood came out and said, I don't know why we ignored Windows for so long. Our bad. We're going to start pouring more resources into this thing. This thing's going gangbusters. And uh, then this year happens. So unfortunately, I guess everyone who needed a computer bought one because PC sales have fallen fairly dramatically. So what IDC is saying, and again, this is just the one company, and this is in the quarter, not the year. Do they have that? Yeah, I'm going to have to do well, that. when market. you say one yeah. company, you don't mean one manufacturer. You mean one analyst. Sorry, I meant one uh, analyst. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So IDC set claims that in the fourth quarter, PC sales fell over 28% year oh, over geez. year. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, that's almost 29%. It
0: is. <laughs> <that's>, yes. <laughs>
3: okay, that's true. It's also uh, almost 30%. I don't know Yeah. Where you're I, going to guess, yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's almost one third of <laughs> yeah. or one that doesn't make that's sense. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> one third of all, whatever I'm talking yeah. about. Anyway, uh, Lenovo is still the number one uh, PC maker. Uh,
0: 20, 28% down.
3: 28% down. Yeah. Wow. HP 29% down. Look Dell, who 37%. Dell 37% down. Yeah. Apple also down, but only 2.1%. Um, and I, uh, I think that's cause Apple. they can't make them. Although they'll say, well, well, no, you know what it was? So, um, Mac World wrote about this, uh, you know, Jason Snell, I think is on one of your shows, right? I yeah, think he, explained, he explained this. Yeah. So Apple had trouble making computers mm-hmm. through the summer. They caught up in the last quarter and a half. Right. And that's what you're seeing here. I, I, their sales probably would have fallen harder too, but they were finally getting those machines Yeah, yeah. There was a the pent up demand, as, as they yeah. say.
2: Yeah, I do wonder um, so, how much of these numbers are part shortages that they weren't able to deliver as much yeah.
3: as they wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, I, and drove prices up too. Yeah. So each of these companies kind of speaks to sales every quarter. And uh, no wait a minute, is, wait a minute. What's your mug say, Richard? That's a .NET Rocks mug. Oh,
0: okay. I thought it said .NET sucks, and I was getting d- very, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> right. I guess mine, I could name yeah. it. Mine, mine, mine I just, just, you didn't ask, but mine says world's best boss. A gift from, not from my from employees. From No, I bought it myself. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, yeah, not a good year. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if it is chip shortages, although,
3: well, no, Isn't, I, hasn't so that eased to, up quite a bit? Uh, it hasn't. It hasn't. It has it, but it's and not because of zero that. COVID in China. There were issues. Yeah, no, this with is manufacturing. this is something everyone's. No, the PC makers have been have talked about this. It's mm-hmm. not it, the demand has fallen off a cliff. Yeah. It's just that's that's a big part of it. Yeah, so. yeah, okay. But the the thing IDC is still trying to you know promote here, and I, I get it. But um, PC sales for 2022 were still above. The pre-pandemic level right mm-hmm. so this that's is thing important c- that's actually important because it, well when you is. have
0: a big spike because of the pandemic right of course it's going to drop from that that's an yep, abnormal yep. sales spike but if it didn't drop below the previous I, numbers that's yeah. good so
3: i i think when you have giant spikes up like you did during the pandemic you have some giant spikes down mm-hmm. and then i i suspect what we're going to see is a leveling, but but a smaller decline going forward, right? I mean, I, I I'm not saying we're absolutely going back to pre-pandemic levels or lower. That's a, an open question. Like, where do we where do we land? Um, I don't think Microsoft requiring MPUs for Windows 12. As I I don't really think they will. But you know, making that experience better is going to do anything to you know cause another upward uh, you know movement there. But yeah, you know, we'll see. All we can do is just you know we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So. Hope and pray. It's not over yet. Hope and pray. Yeah.
0: Does it? What is the impact of uh, of weakening, softening sales? What is that? I mean, obviously, to the companies individually, it has an impact, but just in general, to
3: the computing, the Windows ecosystem, is it bad? There, there are things you can't walk back, right? So, one of the things that happened in the PC market is they shot for the bottom with netbooks, right? Oh, that the was problem. There yes. is you condition uh, right. consumers to pay less for computers. That's right. right. It's really hard to step back from that. That's right. Um, with Windows 11, like we said, Microsoft has tried to kind of artificially limit the life cycle of a piece of hardware. Remember, during Windows 10, one of the weird things they said was Windows 10 will be supported for the lifetime of the hardware. Uh, okay. What's the lifetime of the hardware? So <laughs> you know, Windows ten runs out. That's what. But 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 during the course of Windows ten, every once in a while they would come up with this thing and they'd say, "Hey, actually, uh, we're not supporting Windows ten on some generation of Intel chipsets." whatever, right. was uh, you know previous to Gen six, I think was right. one of the things they did. Um, that was kind of a after the fact change that they made. Um, and so the 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 term like the life the lifetime of the hardware is kind of a moving target. it really kind of depends. And so with Windows eleven, they said, "Here's the line." It's it's a little different for each chipset, but eighth gen, eight Intel eighth gen is the one we we typically say eighth gen Intel or equivalent is the easy way to say it, right? Um, and so we know that eighth gen whatever year that came out, we know that when Windows eleven concludes ten years or something, whatever it is like that will be you know those things will be ancient history, whatever. Yeah. But it feels arbitrary because it was arbitrary, and we're speculating now about MPUs and how that impacts Windows twelve. We don't really know for sure, but. They, it's hard when you have, like you talked about the guy on the radio, you have this guy, he's got a 10 year old computer problem. Yeah, he with, didn't know what to do. Running fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I don't understand why I can't just use this thing. I mean, it, it's, it's, you can't step back from it. You can't, you know, you've, all you can do is do what you do. And in Microsoft's case, they just stop supporting Windows. But you go into a doctor's office, you go to a subway system, you're still going to see blue screens or Windows 7 screens or whatever. XP and, screens. Yep. <laughs> I mean, how do you? I have to say, and
0: and it's—I don't think it's related, but for the first time in a long time, there has been somewhat of a leap in technology, particularly Mm -hmm. the chipsets. I mean, there was a there was a ten-year period where it was just incrementally better every year, but now with the efficiency cores, uh, you know, the challenge from Apple with Apple Silicon, Intel, and by the way, there's a new AMD chip that people are reporting
3: really amazing efficiencies on that's right so somebody just asked me uh in a q a thing last week i think it was or if not the week before you know what's what do you think the what's the oldest computer you could get your daily job done every day right what, what how fa- how far back do you think you could go and coincidentally i had resuscitated an eighth gen intel based intel nuc which is basically laptop parts in a little box you know Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it, it's honestly, it's fine. I yeah. mean, my day-to-day work, I, I have these things I do occasionally. Most like of what editing, we do is not you know, like, challenging at all. No. But that said, I, I will say, I mean, honestly, as someone who reviews, I think this past year I probably had 20-plus laptops come through my house, I actually noticed a performance uh, thing there. It, 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 the average kind of day-to-day, like, you know, you launch an app and you have to wait an extra second or whatever. It, you, I actually did notice it.
2: but It's I, a hesitancy. Right, yeah, so when not, you go
3: from 12, it's like, yeah, a li- it's a little, you know, for most people, probably not a problem. If you, that's all you use, you'd probably never notice it. But the the big difference, I think, between an 8th gen, which, remember, was the first one, they went four cores, right, on the mainstream U-series chips. Uh, so you got this automatic kind of performance improvement with no battery life deficit, which was kind of a nice little boost they did. Um, and today, when you have hybrid chip, you know, with, like you said, with performance and efficiency cores, is not so much the chipset. assuming everything everything works fine, right? I've talked about my issues with the, the 12th gen stuff. Um, it's the other stuff that's going on in Windows and hardware-wise. It, it, it's, you know, for example, um, Microsoft built a capability called Windows Hello into Windows where you can use facial recognition or a fingerprint or just a pin to sign into Windows. And that's great. But PC makers add things like presence detection where you walk up to the computer, it senses you coming, the screen comes on, and it sees you, and then Windows Hello kicks in automatically. And that sign-in process becomes so much more seamless because of this other hardware innovation that had nothing to do with Microsoft. Same thing when you walk away from the computer. It, Windows has a capability called dynamic lock, which is terrible. It's based on a Bluetooth and a smartphone. And when your smartphone is out of Bluetooth range, which, by the way, is pretty far, <laughs> your computer can lock. That's useless, but PC makers have presence detection. And they if you turn away from the computer, it could, the screen could go off or if you walk away from the computer the, the thing could lock automatically. So that's just like one or two examples of like just some a couple of little basic things, but when you add up all of the changes that have occurred in the past 4 or 5 years, I actually think there's a, it's not just performance, although that's one part of it, faster memory LP what is it? LPDDR5, RAM, faster SSD, faster processor too, but it's I think it's the it's the whole ecosystem of improvements and you know, eleventh to twelfth or twelfth to thirteenth, maybe you don't notice too much, but eighth to thirteenth, yeah, yeah you're gonna notice. You, you see notice. a lot more.
2: It says architectural shifts in the in the motherboards, the way yeah. that they address things, they and and the amount of cache that's available, and the improvements mm-hmm. in the CPU to pre-cache and to anticipate right. data sets yep. and so forth. But they're yeah. all
3: fractions of a second. In the end, But they add up, you know? they add up, they do add, they add up and they, they, they give you an impression, an overall impression of performance, you know, the, mm-hmm. even, I mean, like this is a blunt force way to do it, but, uh, eighth gen, I'm, I'm of sure the sweet spot for Ram was eight gigs today. Mm-hmm. We're starting at 16, just period. Mm-hmm. Is, has windows gotten humongous, you know, over four or five years? Not, not really. Right. Mm-hmm. But that additional Ram will also give you a little bit of headroom. Uh, no well, and what, I do have 37 Chrome windows.
2: Open, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. Right, so that will handle that Let's, a little um, bit
0: better. And then maybe uh, 5G? <laughs> Leo,
3: no. Does that, <laughs> no, well, so honestly, actually,
0: 5G now say, is much yeah, more okay.
3: distributed. The, We're starting problem, to see some 5G yeah, no, I mean, in I, these things, right? The uh, the reason I laughed is the one thing PC makers have been very slow to adopt, which is kind of weird because it's a premium feature. They can charge extra for it. It seems like it's in their wheelhouse. Is cellular connectivity? It's always yeah. been the case. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You really only star- see it. It's in...
0: appearing now,
3: though, isn't it? At more. It's, it's been around it's on so and off. Slow. It, yeah. It's just. It's. I okay. Did I get more cellular capable laptops to review this year than any of the year in the past? Yes. Mm. It's a low bar. It's still a small number, and even in the premium space, whether it's prosumer or um, uh, commercial PCs, it's still. And you still see 4G, by the way. A lot of enterprises want chipsets are cheaper. Yeah, the chipsets are cheaper. But the problem really is the
2: ISPs. Nobody wants to call a cell company for any reason because their businesses are fundamentally deceptive. You won't get the product you want. It will cost more than you think. It will be impossible to cancel. Like. That's, That's right. why you don't do this. And most this.
3: people say, look, I can just tether my phone. I'm already paying for it. What's the difference? You know, exactly. I've, I've already
2: been I, beaten by
3: that company to yeah. get this device. Why would I want to be beaten it, again? It's, yeah, there's a couple of things that screw it up. The, the other problem is you can buy cellular access in Windows through a variety of partners, but what you're buying is not what you're buying with your cell phone. It's kind mm-hmm. of a different thing. It's like a data plan that you pay for whether you use it or not, and it's it's just it, you start using it and the meter runs, and it runs out, and it's like it's it's a – it's kind of a different animal, and it's too bad because Windows has really uh, sophisticated capabilities, sophisticated capabilities for switching between networks. So mm-hmm. if you have something like you're on Wi-Fi, which you always want to be, typically, but the Wi-Fi is really you know weak in the back of the room where you are, it can use five G to swap as well automatically, yeah. right? And that stuff works fantastic, and um, mm-hmm. we use carriers make it hard. The, yeah. Carriers make it hard. Carriers everything. make it
2: hard. They really yeah. do.
3: You know, that one kind of bugs me because I feel like that should be just that should should be great. Yeah. Well, and the
2: and their intent with all of this was to not to resist Wi-Fi being ubiquitous
3: and it's failed. Really, Wi-Fi is pretty ubiquitous. The funny thing about this not funny, but the stupid thing about this is true on phones too, is that you are much more secure on a cellular network than you are on a Wi-Fi network, especially if you're out in the world. And it's it's this is. This is what should have sold it, to, especially to enterprises when you have a managed device of whatever kind. Mm-hmm. You want your, like, look, you're only using Wi-Fi unless you're in yeah. our building, period, is the way yeah. they should manage that. But they look at the cost, and it's like, eh. You know, the one, one that's kind of to me, it. and I, I poke at this every so
2: often, is Microsoft is a telco in the United States. You know, they, yeah, they needed it for the Skype stuff. They needed it for yeah, okay. some of the link stuff and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, yeah, why yeah. aren't they offering this service as part of your M365 package? As if I, as the enterprise <laughs> sure. guy, you know how do, I could set up these machines where you look like a have Google company Wi-Fi, thing
3: where there, yeah, 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 whatever
2: yeah. that may be, but the, they could make their own. They have all yep. of the ingredients. I just think they're afraid to fight with the telcos. I mean, well, and every big tech company these days is a
0: telco, and that. Under Maybe that, that sense, term, yeah. Under yeah. that definition. Doesn't mean do they want to be in, be in for that power. business.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I get this. So I, I don't use Skype a lot anymore, right? The world has kind of moved on, but I still have people are on Skype. So I keep Skype kicking around. And every, I don't know, six, nine months, whatever, I get an email from Skype and say, hey, you have this credit. And yep. you have to use this credit to use. It I love that. I uh, When yeah. my, my daughter yeah. was in France
0: for a year. Yeah. We're the studying spring. in high school. That's how we communicated. And the problem is I don't use
2: it. Right. So what it yeah. says yeah. is yeah. if you have to then do no something case. to, to yeah. every, still every it. quarter or whatever, you have to yeah. use it. Yeah. yeah. Every quarter yeah. I call myself. Listen, <laughs> to one and time. it's on kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. One second.
3: Yep. Yeah, exactly.
2: They mean, from an enterprise perspective, I would love I currently, you know, if I'm responsible for this stuff, I get a bill from a carrier for all the phones I'm providing to my for my company employees, because putting stuff on my employees phones sucks. It's cheaper <laughs> and easier for me to provide yeah. a device. So I provide yep. a device. I have total control of the device. I can kill that device at any time. Mm-hmm. And it's giving you access to your M365 accounts.
3: If if that could be part of my M365 account, I would yep. be wildly happier. It's, it's so in keeping with the Microsoft revenue model, which is charging, uh, commercial customers per month for whatever mm-hmm. level of E3, F5, what you said, whatever they have. And then you tack on all the add-ons and this is a logical add-on. This is the sure. communications it's, it's package. A, and a great
2: add-on. I going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I locate the device, disable the device, like that the offboarding process would just include that. I don't have to go to an AT&T interface to deal with any of that. It's dealt yeah. with as part of my existing package. Please, please i mean please.
3: users would love that <laughs> not having to deal with AT&T oh sure i got i switched to t-mobile like uh, 4 or 5 months ago and i you know i i get less i was on google fi so google fi on an iphone there's no way to block spam, spam calls isn't does, it doesn't exist so i'm like i can't take this anymore i switched to t-mobile t-mobile is good not as good as google fi plus android or you know, plus a pixel but that's cuz google know. fi is basically t-mobile plus yep but I switched to T-Mobile. Now I get I get you know less spam. But I started getting, getting these calls from. I got to look this up. I said, "Let me see if I can just find this." Uh, da, 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 where is this thing? <sighs> Sorry, uh, T-Mobile retention. And I'm like, "Oh my God, what's maybe someone's like trying to hack it? Like, oh, what is this?" <laughs> I kept ignoring it. We never was, want to lose you as a customer. After, well, that's what it was. After the fourth call, I finally called them back, and I said, "Hey." I'm getting these phone calls from this number, and I said, I'm just worried. Is something wrong with my account? And she laughed, and she said, no, we just wanted to make sure you were enjoying being a T-Mobile Hi. customer. And I said, nice. you know what? This is I 10 said, I am, except T-Mobile. for these phone calls. Can yeah, you stop, stop doing that? She me. goes, yep,
0: I'll take yep. you off the list. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Oh, you got to join Magenta Tuesday or whatever mm, yeah, it is exactly. and get their special. No, no, they were cool about it. They were cool. You know, Jack-in-the-box it. coupons. There's so many <laughs> so many benefits to being a yeah, T-Mobile yeah subscriber
3: yeah. i do want that little magenta like fiat 500 i could drive around you know yeah, that would be a nice
0: reward sure i did you know i bought a <coughs> lease a tesla some years ago and i mm-hmm. must have mentioned a, a code or something on the air because at some point in the a big package has arrived at the studio and it's a little mini battery powered tesla model s yeah <laughs> they could drive around the studio and
3: said thanks for the referral i went wow Wow, yeah, that was so a nice. Said, That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, it's like when you you someone buys someone something at Amazon in your code, you get a couple of bucks a month, and you you got someone to buy a Tesla. <laughs> so it's like yeah, wow, sixty
0: seven thousand dollars or whatever. I think we've we've given yeah. it now to uh, an employee because it, I can't fit in it. No. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Send it back. The holidays were tough on everybody. I like should send it
0: back and say, hey, do you have a medium? that's This is too yeah, yeah. I yeah, exactly. Excel, like little, small. I need an XL, please. That's a little
3: small. It's like, yeah, it's cute, but I yeah. can't fit this in. Yeah. Uh,
0: speaking of uh, telcos, actually, yeah. before we get to that, I do want to ask, it's not in your notes, but mm-hmm. if there's anything at CES that got you uh, excited, I know neither of you went, but if there's anything, like, yep. wasn't there like a transparent pc or something there's nothing you're shaking your head it's plastic that was a piece of crap so there there, (laughs) there are some
3: look uh, every every year pc makers come out with these designs like lenovo has that crazy dual screen design if you saw Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's pretty fun and i'll i'm i assume i'll get that in for review i'll take a look at it but i mean excited not really i i no i mean basically no not really
2: lots of vr zones the microsoft yeah. was there but in the car section which was interesting which is,
0: yeah. yeah wasn't that interesting microsoft one uh, uh, is it's all about mobility yeah. well it's also it's uh, all this is that by the way this is that thing that i was saying where you have
3: to as a tech giant continually yeah. look ahead they're, down they're the road really, they're, they're really about infrastructure right i mean in other words yeah they're not gonna you're not gonna have a microsoft display in your car you're not gonna have microsoft software running on your car well actually you could but um, I bet they'd it, like Microsoft's that. Microsoft's going to be it's going to be the back the back end, right? That's right. that's where Microsoft They
0: do do from. they still do I mean they had Microsoft car for years. They still do that. My my must yeah. my old Mustang had that. Still so, uh, it, it's still, still that. out
2: there but it's it's morphing again. Hey, we talked about this last show, but uh, clearly the best product at CES was the microphone feedback. Like that was <laughs> I, I I actually greatest. I think
3: the I think the avocado <laughs> ripeness tester was a little more Oh, moving, that's good. Mm,
1: mm, mm, you know there. there was out. a
0: you know every year there's a bunch of this but there was seemed like even more than usual
3: crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, a that's, I, that's the technical of products term. that probably won't come to market. I, always, know, I feel like CES always. has turned into a place for little companies to go hope someone latches on to what they show, backs them financially. Oh, that's what and it always was. To market. That's yeah. really no, what like it mostly
0: it's, always it's was more, was
3: it's more that,
0: right. Where you go and you say, we're thinking of making this. If you'd buy mm-hmm. some, we will, and then it'll be yeah. out in December. And I think people get all excited about stuff they see at CES. Sure. You know, it, it most, most of which never comes true. Most it of which is, is it, never going to happen.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, there was nothing out of CES. CES was such a non-event this year. I mean, obviously, I paid attention to that Panos thing at AMD. That's a you big know, one. It, yeah. AMD comes out and announces new chipsets. PC makers come out and announce new PCs. Right. This is it, this is it's what every year. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. fine. And it's, and, it, and not bad either. Like these are all. Good no, I don't things mean to say it's bad. Right. It's just not. I I, I feel like we're Losing the point here, you know, like when Apple bailed out of Mac world and said, Hey, you know, we kind of want to do this on our own schedule. I feel like these things have their own natural schedules. HP, Lenovo, Dell will release things on their own schedules. Yeah, Obviously when Intel has like a new mobile chipset or AMD does, you know, you want to have partner announcements. So they're there for that. Look, here's some new stuff. But you look at those announcements and this is stuff. Some of it, yes, some of it will be in February. Some of it's going to be October. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. this is not necessarily stuff that's right around the corner. And and but
2: it speaks to this idea. I mean, once upon a time, you built your product plans around we're going to show this at CES, and you pushed hard yeah. to deliver. And right. now I, it doesn't seem like you do that at
3: all. It's like it'll show up when, when it shows up. Bill Gates and then Steve Ballmer used to keynote CES. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. yeah. Right. Remember those days? And Microsoft. I mentioned this last time. Had the best carpet in their in their booth. <laughs>
3: Okay. Well, <laughs> that's all I remember to be honest, um, all with right. you. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I the the Gates bit in particular I thought was very interesting because it was a chance because he, again, founder, he is who he is, he would talk about the future often in semi-vague terms. They would they would show up, like here's the new media center thing, here's the new whatever thing, but a lot of his talk the re- in many ways the reason he would show up is because here's this text here opining about the future it was interesting sure but but instead he's using money a reddit
2: ask me anything you know yeah That's it's like, much cheaper yeah. think about the <laughs> sets cheaper. they built at the MGM for his keynote oh, right? yeah. not know. just the
0: MGM they would. They built a whole house, like they dropped a house, like in the Wizard yeah, of Oz, into yeah, the yeah. parking lot. Of, right. uh, was that Comdex? It might have been Comdex or it might have been C- Comdex. It C- yeah,
3: CES too. But yeah, the, the smart yeah. home of the future. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I kind of yeah. miss
0: Comdex, but I that's never coming back. I guess. No, no. I was that no, was all no, no, about I, I, PCs. That was a computer expo as opposed right. to CES. Right.
3: Yeah, it was business computing for the you know by yeah. and large, uh, and yeah, I the yeah. first C- uh, Comdex I, <laughs> I went to the. Uh, it was it the I don't remember the hotel but I got the key card that it, it, it had like IBM OS2 branding on it and I handed it back mm-hmm. and I said do you have a Windows version?
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> people don't know who never went. That was a bit you would buy branding anywhere you could including yeah. on the hotel key cards. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And 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 every morning there'd be a stack of crap this high outside Stuffed your door. under your
2: door. Yeah. 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 Paper.
3: Yeah. yeah. I used to come home from uh uh, comdex or maybe early but it's comdex certainly with you know what, what, what basically amounted to a foot high pile of paper
2: which yeah, must I have brought a separate bag and yeah
3: you'd bring a bag
2: that's right and, yeah. well that's what beat me out of wanting swag was doing those oh yeah, shows. yeah, yeah like,
3: eventually yeah. it's like i don't need any more stuff how many rubber oh, yeah. squeeze no, toys really, do you really you, need you, i'm not you, that you,
0: stressed out
3: honestly exactly yeah, yeah. people uh, hand you even nice things like you go to microsoft shows they have really nice backpacks or whatever and it's like hmm. yep i'm good No, exactly. Not enough stuff. I have plenty
0: of swag. Thank (laughs) you. I have enough stuff. Give me some news. Give me something I can can write about.
2: And I got a spouse that would purge all the logo wear, and then you'd see... You know, all the folks on good the street for corners her. panhandling What's, for money. Good for you her. Know. She doesn't.
0: Yeah, I, wear a computer I don't associate like wearing. Shirt. I don't want to wear ads in, on um, my clothing. <laughs> I think yeah, she's ready right
3: logoed. Yeah. In, two, in the line just a million years ago. Oh, hello. You can have an ad on your mug. mug. That's different. 2000, 2001, I went out to Israel and I did some work. I was working at this company for a week and I come into office every day and blah, blah. And the last day I was there, I walked in. I was just wearing like a normal, like kind of polo, whatever. And I walk into the meeting room and everyone goes, oh, come on. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? And they were like, we all had a bet on what Microsoft logo would be on your shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just wearing a plain shirt. And I'm like, yeah, I ran no. out of mm-hmm. so it.
0: <laughs> <There>, this <laughs> is such a problem that FedEx has a booth at all of these shows where you can bring the crap that you would otherwise have to carry back on the plane and give it to them. And they'll
3: oh, FedEx. Sh- it yeah, to your that's house. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: They, make, they make yeah. money off of that. I've used that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Now, when it comes to logo where it's like, bring your own logo, right? That's- I like <laughs> yeah,
0: it. Exactly. I will, yeah. uh, world's best boss, I'm telling there you, you <laughs> every a, single time. All right. So I thought I'd give you, uh, now I know why there is no note in here about the great stuff at CES. Uh, there was no great stuff <laughs> There was no, at no CES. great. There was a lot of things to test your urine, and
3: uh, and I, that's about fantastic. it. You know.
0: Uh, but there was news now, mm-hmm. Richard before we go much farther, now that you are mm. officially, i'm gotta get my pen and paper. I host on this <laughs> show. I need to know a few things, like what phone? what do you use as a phone? what's your pixel what's, six pixel six?
2: Uh, yeah, Android makes sense for a you know Windows guy. All right, and I like and I like bare metal too. Right, like I yeah yeah, me too. I don't I don't want all the add ons, and and I tend to buy them away from the carrier just so I don't get all the carrier crap as well. Yeah. And by the way, I just should mention
0: that I am writing this all of this uh, down on my uh, Newton Message Pad. Um,
3: <laughs> do you have the? Uh, Connectivity, you can use a phone line to dial in. No, (laughs) it's just a piece of paper. Uh, What is your daily driver
0: uh,
2: laptop if you have one? Uh, Surface Book 2,
3: which is long in the tooth. I was going to say, Surface Book 2 has got to be. Yeah. That might be Ace, gen. Yeah. Is
0: actually. it an Alcantara-lined <laughs> uh,
3: Surface Book? Nah, it's just a plain <laughs> old silver <laughs> one. Although the fu-
2: there is a bit of a fuzz growing up on it now. Like it's <laughs>
3: yeah. a little more Alcantara. <laughs> Hey, it it turns out is uh, okay. is a nice soil for moss.
1: Okay, uh,
0: <laughs> uh, boxers or briefs? No, wait a minute, that's not on that. That's not on the list. <laughs> that's uh, a different list. Emacs or Vim? No, that's not on the list either. Ooh, VS Code. VS I know. Code. I know. I know the answer <laughs> on that one. Uh, all right. Good. No, we like to know. I like to know what hardware you use on a day to day basis, because uh, for instance, I am. Uh, I don't use it. I gave it to Stacy, but I really love that Samsung flip phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's actually. So you mean pre- the not the fold,
3: the, the, the Z Flip or whatever they.
0: Call yeah, it, the, they don't call it Z yeah. anymore. It's just Flip. But okay. the, yeah, the little one that turns into yep. a normal yeah. phone. It looks like a compact from a pocket here. square. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, I think that's a cool form factor. Mm-hmm. I bought the Duo. Uh, Paul and and Mary Joe both uh, returned to. theirs. <laughs> I was gonna say and advised you otherwise and they told me not to. I recall being very we we all returned there about this. but now i'm yeah. kind of intrigued because uh, the rumor it has it according to lange writing at this place called therot.com yep that they might be
3: doing not a dual screen duo the duo 3 right. might be a flip phone or can i just say in. i just oh, i don't get it. to do this a lot and i'm not usually this bitter about this kind of thing but i just want to say for everyone to hear i told you so <laughs> because <laughs> it is very clear that a dual screen device is a holding pattern for a folding screen device. I said that from day one. See, but I didn't think so because I still don't sense. think the folding
0: screens are as good as the regular screens. Okay, so, so I, I could say,
3: live with a right. bezel and a hinge. Assuming that the folding display may, works. Uh, let's yeah. leave it at that. Well, that's Maybe, a big uh, assumption. So mm, that is Microsoft, big assumption. but the problem with Microsoft is they can't, dis- they, they'll never say that, right? That would undercut sales of the device. They would never say, look, this isn't what we wanted to make someday we're going to have a really sophisticated folding mm-hmm. display, but we don't have that yet. So what we're going and to in do... in the meantime, will we'll you buy our interim device? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not going to say that, right? The big complaint on the Duo was always that software
0: never handled the dual screen yeah. as well as it ought to. Yeah. What now, Android means?
3: has been adapted to make that work better, right? That's been an ongoing effort at Google, and Microsoft has worked with them on that. But the problem I have with it isn't that... You know, look, it's nonsense, but... Microsoft came out and said no no you don't understand dual dual displays are better it makes it it, it sparkles your creativity it turns you you know if you're you, you, you could write a novel now because you have two it's like but wait, wait, hold on a second guys there is decades of research that proves that to be incorrect but whatever the truth is we always knew you were heading to a folding display because a folding display is a display well of course you have to do the screen of the outside thing right so it looks like a phone when you're using it that way. You open it up and you have a mini tablet. To me, that's always made more sense. They're finally going in that direction. Well, oh I mean, they built they built the Courier in 2009. They had two screens. Like, yeah, they just yeah. never shipped it. So this, but that was a full a, size uh, device. That was not a yeah. Problem. So it was different was a team, notebook. right? that was um, what was that guy's name? It was JLR, uh, the guy, Yeah, uh, J. Uh, L. Um, yeah, different different era, different group. You know. Different Microsoft ahead of its
2: time companies.
3: by far, yeah. So you know, a couple, a couple, four, whatever years ago, they announced they previewed Surface Duo and Surface Neo. Surface Neo was going to be a big screen Windows device, a Windows 10x device, right? Windows 10x was canceled, never came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to think that we're going to start, we're going to start seeing more Android stuff from Microsoft, and that these things will make sense in the Surface ecosystem, and that I don't see any reason why they couldn't have a phone, a folding display device, Surface Duo 3, whatever, and then a Neo-type device, which is just a big tablet. You connect it to a keyboard, a mouse, or whatever, and it turns into a Microsoft 365 machine. Um, and so we'll see what happens. But I, I I really feel like Android has a good future in Microsoft. I think this fits in nicely with their whole... Gosh, it's a shame Windows Phone didn't make it. It just kills I, yeah. me. but... This is kind me. of, you know, plan B, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's it. plan B, um, yeah. The, the thing I really like about it, and this is maybe going to surprise a few people, is that Microsoft is now applying more Windows 11 style UIs to the Surface Duo today, right? So we've seen this over various updates where the settings app on Surface Duo looks like the settings app in Windows 11. It's got the same style, same fonts, same icons, that kind of thing. And that gives you that kind of visual consistency, not that Windows 11 is super consistent, but between devices and between platforms, right? So if you use a Windows 11 computer with potentially a Microsoft phone, a, a Duo 3, a Neo-style tablet, which I'm making up right now, but if those things exist, they, they can all be kind of visually and functionally consistent. And I think that's what will help them succeed, potentially. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good idea.
0: I... Uh... Well, we'll see. So Samsung's buy event any of those
3: things. <laughs> Samsung's <laughs> event
0: is coming up uh, February first. They're going to announce the new Galaxy S twenty three and a Galaxy Book. Yep. One of the things, though, that Samsung's been talking a lot about is this kind of continuity mm-hmm. thing, right? Where right. you have Samsung Which, device, like Apple has already, because they make it all. Yes. Uh, Samsung saying, "Well, if you buy all Samsung, we're going to do this." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting that your phone or whatever Microsoft calls it these days I know, works best on works Samsung. best on Samsung.
3: Well, so, that came out of an era where Microsoft didn't have their own Android stuff, and so they wanted mm-hmm. they needed a partner that would kind of go all in on that. So that so you that's think they're going to go in that direction? They're going to try to do a Microsoft uh,
0: they, well, Apple calls I it a continuity, a Microsoft continuity yeah. feature.
3: I don't know. Well, I, what I said was uh, they'll at least be visually consistent. I don't know how long the Samsung Microsoft partnership lasts. It's possible this could screw up some of their plans, because if it goes long enough, you're going to have a better experience on a Samsung device, which is going to look nothing like a Windows 11 uh, computer. So, Am I misremembering this, though? Didn't
0: Samsung say they were going to do this whole kind of continuity thing with their hardware only? Um, I I must have. I wish I'd saved that story. It
3: sounds like something they would say because it's something Apple said and that's what Samsung does. Yeah, right. Um, Apple did. Samsung a does. Story. They do have the DeX environment, which lets you dock yeah. your phone and, and have that kind of PC-like experience, which, by the way, debuted on Windows Phone, just saying. Um, it seems like it should come from the platform manufacturer. It should come yep. from, I, yeah, from Microsoft I've said that. first. Yeah, exactly. Well, or from Android or Google in that case, right? Well, if you were um, buying
1: an
0: all Google, living in an all Google world, but you're not,
3: well, I doesn't, I mean, it, doesn't it have board, to, is it, right. isn't
0: Windows support primary? Like you've got to, that's the first thing you have to solve. Well, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> so, nowadays, no. Maybe I don't know if you know matter.
3: what Satya Nadella's Microsoft looks like yeah, know, but That's but right. the whole notion of Windows only, Windows first went by the wayside. That was the whole, that was in, in many ways, the point of his first major announcement, which was right. that thing we talked about earlier, the office on the iPhone, you know, meeting customers where they are. Um, I think Microsoft can address a market, though, of especially commercial customers who want devices they can manage that provide a consistent user experience for users. That Who cares what it runs on? It could be yeah. Windows on Intel or ARM. It could be Android, right? I mean, what's the difference?
0: But this Duo, so first of all, I'm glad to see that the Duo is not dead. Yeah right uh flip phone okay fine I'll take a look at it I I personally think that the smaller form factor is more appealing than the larger form factor I don't want a phone to turn yeah. into a tablet I want a pocket square to turn into a phone I just for me yeah. uh, okay am but, I wrong okay, is that I,
3: no well I that's like a personal preference thing I think both of those makes sense okay I would just put it that way okay. like I think different the pr- here's the reason fun. I don't like this the Samsung Galaxy fold mm-hmm. it's big. It's
0: a honking thick yeah, that, that's, brick. That's
3: a hard thing to. Because
0: over- in order yeah. to do that fold, you have to have yeah. two screens well, folded have, together.
3: That's right. And, and this, the
0: duo, at least slim. the duo, is slimline. The duo is So not the, the so appeal
3: thick. of that device to me, as someone now in my mid to late fifties, is you get into the car, the and text is so much bigger. Oh. Well you you see your maps. maps and you it's can actually map. see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, many or of us have a, cars that have maps actually on the display. Of in course. The car no, that's one of course. But you maybe you're commuting on a on a bus or a train or something okay. and you want to sure. read a book and it's just a you know It's I, in your pocket on your full size iPad. Yeah. My wife reads on her phone. I don't find that comfortable. But no. if you could
0: open that thing up, it is bigger, the case that these phones have been getting bigger and bigger for that very reason that people want to use
3: yeah. them as main as their computer. We are all getting phone. older, and I don't mean that just. I like don't think it's age. I mean as a, as a country, as a world,
0: young people <laughs> yeah. use giant phones because that's their yeah.
2: computer. That's yeah. their only device. Yeah,
3: yeah there you go. Are, are, that, that's yeah. There's definitely
2: workloads that I save for my 43 inch display. Yes, (laughs) me too.
3: (laughs) Do you have the Dell 43? Is that what you have? I do. Yeah. 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 Four um, HD displays. It's kind of cool. You could use a folded out uh, Samsung, whatever with a keyboard and get and write in word. And it would be a more, it would be close to that PC experience. It would be much like the experience of using an iPad with a keyboard. Right. So it kind of gives you the best of, you know, if you're talking about people are only using that one device, I mean that, that device becomes more valuable for those people, too. Yeah. I'm just not a one-device person, not even close. No, I'm not either. Right, no, right. I know. I've de- what I just described is something I will never do. But I'm, you guys but are just, so far from normal. You're not... Yeah, we're far from normal. <laughs> You're not typical well, users. I, but I, I also, listen, I one of the few smart things I ever wrote when I was at uh, Penton a Windows IT Pro was this notion of you know the right tool for the job. And mm. it was based on this notion of trying to use, a, like at the time, like a Palm device with a little dock and a stupid little Bluetooth keyboard... And then the little dock shifts a little bit, and the thing disconnects, and I lost the document. And you know, it's like, look, yeah, it'd be nice to travel with a single device. The reality is, some, I'm six feet tall, whatever. I I can travel with a thin laptop, a tablet, and a phone. And it's not going to kill me. And each of those does something better than the others. And on each of those, I prefer using that to the others for those tasks. And yeah. that's fine. Okay, that's the way I like to do things. So what is? Uh, I mean, this is a rumor about the folding. Uh, when would the announcement? Yeah, announce- but it's, it's yeah. Zach Bowden, and he has his sources. Yeah, yeah. And he also got a quote from Microsoft because uh, he noticed that the stock for the current version of the device, which is now you know a year and a half old almost, is starting to, to disappear. And uh, as it he, should, Microsoft gave him a statement and said, "Yeah, don't worry. You know, Surface Duo, Duo remains an important part of the Surface okay. portfolio." So they confirmed they're going to And gonna Now do it. we have this rumor yeah. that things are happening. Uh, it might not happen this year, right? You know, folding displays are tough. I mean, for sure. Well, I mean, Google's also rumored to have a folding display imminent. That's right. Um, Which could have shipped right back in September, but yeah. didn't. And, you know, we'll see. Do you I think mean, Samsung I, will make that folding screen for Microsoft? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, probably, right? <laughs> like, um, I, I, are there other mass makers of folding displays that we're not aware I think of? LG, I mean, it's, it's, LG has a folding LG? phone, so okay. I figured they must make their... Just I can tell you, it's not going to come out of a Microsoft fab, right? I mean, it's someone's making it. I mean, yeah. so yeah. Samsung would be my best, would be my guess. I'll be, we just I'll be about that right? i be interested partnership. I I kind of yeah. miss my little Samsung
0: Galaxy uh, Flip, uh, the Flip C. Yeah. I really kind of yeah, miss yeah. that. That was a nice little form factor.
3: I th- suspect when the new one comes out, I'll buy it. Right. Um but that doesn't happen. See, that's like the late in the year, release, yeah, yeah. right? That, that's yeah, they
0: announced the Galaxy before. now, and normally with it, they used to announce the, the Note in the fall. The, the note, and now that's they right. But now they the do, the do the folding, folding devices.
2: devices. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and most of the time, when Microsoft did a hardware event, it would be in the fall. It'd be the October time. frame. Yeah. That's so right. that's roughly okay. when we'd expect a duo. Yeah.
3: A bit, well, yes, probably duo overs. Yeah. Although, so, you mean, know, again, be, depending I mean, on pandemic, it's all the drop. Yeah. 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 Historically, that's true. They do have this shared device
0: mode thing. I guess that's kind of what Samsung was talking about.
3: Well, right. this is for specifically for um, uh, workplaces where they have multiple people using the same. Oh, oh, it's the other way around. Makers. Oh, not yeah, you yeah. using this multiple is, devices. It's multiple no, people using one a, device. Yeah, that's. I thought, I thought this. I saw this headline. I thought, oh, this is what is the? Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, like a retailer, like you know, you, you have this shared tablet. You're yeah. all walking around IKEA or whatever, and uh, which, by the way, those guys use Surface Pros. Yeah, kind of interesting.
0: No, it makes sense. Um, Apple uses yeah, it, uh, iPhones it, to sell, right? Sure. They
3: walk around with right. a honking big wireless dongle. Do on you the remember back. what they used to use when they first opened the store? What Windows CE? Oh my mm. God! Yeah, back when that those stores first opened, those were those giant were the Windows days. Yeah. Wow. I, you, you have to think they couldn't wait to get rid of those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to 365 six yeah, so I got really excited when I saw this headline too from Microsoft. Microsoft announces Microsoft 365 Basic. It's only twenty bucks a year. I thought, here we go, finally. Look at this. It only offers a uh, hundred gigs of uh, OneDrive storage, and it doesn't offer the Office apps. Wait, oh, it's just the OneDrive 100 gig storage. Wait a minute, there's <laughs> no Office apps. They just, they just no, renamed it. They just oh, renamed okay. it. This is literally all it is just. is OneDrive. So. <laughs> Previously, Microsoft offered only a single standalone OneDrive pay, like paid plan, uh, which was was 100 gigabyte, and cost twenty bucks a year. The only way to get more storage was to buy Microsoft 365, um, which is like eighty bucks a, a year. It's home good. Or, yeah, uh, I I use uh, that. Personal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the, all, it's just a rebranding. I thought this was going to be a twenty dollar a year plan that got you the Office apps. So I was like, man, yeah, oh, this is going to be huge. You know, that's no, that's not it. Is. No. So, just that's that's why this, God, they just, again, another thing I know, Microsoft does terribly is naming. And yep. uh, that's a terrible thing. Well, I just happened to, so I wrote the OneDrive chapter for the book, right, months ago. And at that time, I kind of researched this. And I was like, wow, there's only one OneDrive paid plan. That's really weird. And it's only 100 gigabytes. Like, that's your only, I, why don't they, it's you strange. would think. They would offer um, uh, the ability to buy one terabyte at, you know at a time like I ha- I'm already paying for Microsoft 365 but I needed another terabyte yep here you go 50 bucks a year whatever no they don't have anything like that have you ever run up against those limits? No although I'm getting I. close so my personal uh, I'm on family but my account is using I' don't, oh, actually this so my experience is like 860 been, yeah none of those gigs, limits yeah. are real.
2: Hmm? What, what, okay. what 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 hand those limits means is nagging oh that's interesting okay. so you can go over a terabyte and it will just It'll tell just you go. hey you're over you should talk to us and i'm I, yeah, I, talking
3: about what i can't pay you more yeah. for more <laughs> <I don't, laughs> and
2: that's part of it i so i deliberately kept a hundred gig account in a separate thing part of my just to in, see what endless yeah. ran twice over the limit it never right. stopped putting oh, stuff up there it just nagged
3: oh that's really yeah. interesting well, well, because, because they, they don't really, have a
2: solution, I'm, they don't have a solution.
3: I think the the goal is probably to have one, you know, so they can say, "Hey, yeah. look, you got to start paying for this thing." But,
2: and they, and they certainly have the window for abusers. You go through a terabyte to a hundred gig account, it's probably going to yell back at you yeah, and like, yeah. and do something. But if you're using it in right. a normal pattern, and mm-hmm. you go over, all that happens is you start getting nags. Right.
3: Microsoft I feel like be like, "Go ahead." Oh, I was just gonna. I mean, if you're using it to host, like. A, you know, ripped DVD movies—that yeah, might be yeah, the yeah. obvious yeah. place yeah, for piracy or whatever. Well,
2: right. and yeah. and believe me, I have r- talked to a few folks over the years now that you put anything knowingly. Oh, illegal, they scan it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they know faster than you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> plus, Google depending on thing, yeah. yeah, and depending on the jurisdiction, as soon as it falls into legal matters, like Microsoft will no longer speak to you. Yeah,
0: right. you know, it's interesting because now that Apple is doing end-to-end encryption on uh, i uh, iCloud. They right. can't do that anymore, and I wonder yeah. if that's going to – That won't
2: survive the EU, full stop. They're not offering yeah. it in the EU, and that's yeah. – an inter- yeah, or yeah. China or Russia or yeah. Australia. Not, well, not – which also means it probably won't offer it in California. Well, that's an interesting – they are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna, they're, they're I, I going feel to, like – they're, they're going to raise some things.
0: The other shoe's going to drop at some point, uh, but they can't scan for uh, CSAM. They can't scan for piracy. Yeah, right. Because they don't have that's, access to it. That's not and I guess what they can say is, well, we, you
2: know to what? To Sorry, we, we can't get into it. It's private. Well, this means you're facilitating criminal behavior, and that creates a whole other set of problems. Hmm. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. Hmm. Microsoft acquires
0: Fungible, which is the, uh, by the way, the worst name for a company <laughs> because it essentially means we're interchangeable <laughs> with anything else. So yes. it's like calling yeah. yourself Beige. Or you know, <laughs> neutral. I'm I'm uh, yeah. We're we're nothing. We're the nothing. Oh wait a minute, there is a nothing. <laughs> Never mm. mind.
3: <laughs> right. What is fungible? So you mentioned, I think you said TPUs, right? That yep. Google is using in the data centers. So this company makes high efficiency, low power data processing units, or DPU's. Uh, basically, Microsoft is buying this company to make its own data centers in Azure more makes efficient. sense. Uh, rumored. One hundred ninety million dollars. Not getting quite the scrutiny as Activision Blizzard for some reason, but oddly it. enough, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I think that's a smart move. You
2: can't build it, yeah. buy it. There you go. Well, wow. I mean, you need a billion here, or a billion there before you're going to get any act. Oh know? no! <laughs> Look, if they're going to give a Chat a GPT
0: sure. uh, ten billion dollars, one hundred ninety million dollars for. It's just happen. pocket change. It's yeah. wrote a personal check. Yeah. You yeah. know? By the way, a dollar bill is fungible. Uh, 190 million
2: of them starts to get something a little special. But, you know, right. one hundred ninety million are heavy.
3: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a just, lot. very heavy. You, you could mean. swim in it. takes up a lot of space. I used to, I worked at a bank and like, uh, I knew what a million dollars looked like in tens and twenties. Oh. Uh, a couple of big, big blocks of is it cash. Big? Oh, I mean, interesting. Oh, yeah. Two b- blocks like this size, you know. Yeah, um, a uh, uh, hundred ninety million and ones. I would probably <laughs> more than fill this room. I would imagine. I that's really Let's ask Wolfram from Alpha. Meanwhile, yeah. while
0: I'm querying. You can tell us about the big Microsoft education
3: event coming up. You're not going to have enough time. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, Microsoft announced they're having a reimagined education event on January 9th. Now, they usually do have an education event most years. People might remember several years ago, they used that May event to announce the first Surface laptop, which was a bit of a stretch in education because it was so expensive, but... That's what they did. Um, the thing that's interesting about this to me is that they do have some education hardware still, like the uh, Surface Laptop SE mm-hmm. and uh, Windows 11 SE, which runs on that, which is education only. Haven't heard a lot about that in recent years. Um, so I and, and these are not either. different kinds of hardware, though. This is the normal hardware with a different license on it. Uh, well, this is, I would call it Chromebook-level hardware with a different oh, okay. license on it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Because, the- um, you know, it, ha- it has to compete in that market where these things cost 200 to $250, right? These are really low-end devices. But in the past, the people... And they're not ARM, right? These- they're still Intel. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, <laughs> has its own little set of challenges. Um, it's okay because and- um, Intel just got rid of the Pentium and was the other brand uh Celeron Atom Celeron thank you Celeron brands yeah. and uh, now that are think it's in in Atom yeah. in too and they're called Intel processors so you know they're better yes. um, <laughs> but it's interesting what anyway, Satch is going to this so that's what's interesting and also ah, Brad Smith mm-hmm. um so ah, that's we've that's never had be. that kind of high level the of attention so yeah, we'll see what this amounts to. I, you know, I don't really know. Uh, and by the way,
0: 190 million one dollar bills uh, would weigh 418,878 pounds. Yikes! Which is 190 metric tons. I, which is I, half the maximum takeoff mass of a Boeing 747.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that's um, or that's the like a, equivalent of a, 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 a boxcar full of bricks. or it's Something. The, it's like that. It's the a,
0: typical mass of a blue whale.
3: There you go, or yeah, twice the cargo guy. capacity
0: yeah. of a seven four seven two hundred F. There you go. So, so like a like a shipping container full of lead. It's a lot of bills. Yeah, yep. one hundred ninety no, thousand kilograms. Yeah, that makes sense for for those of you in Canada. Yeah,
3: I mean, that's why you go with ten and twenty. Uh, I'm sorry, you so mean the rest is- of the world <laughs> except for <laughs> yes. once, no. Libya and the U S. Yeah, That's <laughs> right. That's right sure do you have anything to declare no i'm going to carry on um (laughs) i'd appreciate it if you didn't x-ray my bag thank you wolf from alpha
0: yeah um all right moving along right along because we're running out of time here let's uh let's do and and richard i don't know how you feel about the xbox
3: (laughs) i I suspect not as violently opposed as mary joe do you
0: game at all
2: richard I, yeah, absolutely. But I'm I am definitely part of the PC master race. Yes, uh, and yes, so you should be. The, yes. My my Xbox is used to run Netflix, most and Netflix okay. and Plex. Okay. What, know, what's what's
0: your game? Did we talk about this already?
2: I, I, think, I think I feel like so. we did. No, and and somebody mentioned in the chat too. Uh, Kerbal Space Program. Oh, you had the mug. You had the yeah, Kerbal I had mug. The Kerbal, I had the yeah. Kerbal mug, and so uh, that, <laughs> I find that game therapeutic. I'm not a. Oh, that's an, a great an, game. An, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I you know I think XKC did the graphic on this, but the truth is all of a or or maybe it was yeah it was Randall Monroe yeah. All of us learn more about orbital mechanics from playing Kerbal Space Program <laughs> than, than any number of books. You know, I, I have my O Birth maneuvers nailed because of <laughs> a Kerbal Space. Isn't program. that hysterical? Yeah. What a, that I'm is a great little. I like simulation I, programs myself. Well, too. and I like the gardening effect, right? i yeah, effectively exactly. gardening a space it's program. Yeah, so yeah. I have a bunch of, uh, in the current you know universe that I'm operating in, there are a bunch of missions that are some years away from completion. Nice. And so the fact that I can take a break for an hour and go tend to my garden of I agree. moving time forward. It's very soothing. Do a maneuver, yeah. maybe complete yeah. a landing, you know, that kind of thing, and then put it down again. Nice and uh, go back to work. Uh there are a number of us in the
0: club twit that do uh, Satisfactory or a uh, Factorio for the same reason. Yeah, it's both of, great
2: yeah, kind yeah, of games. Yeah. yeah. Well um, let's, weird game that I take breaks on is a game called uh Hard Space Shipbreaker. Hard Space (laughs) Shipbreaker. So Hard Space is a series of games that were both big galactic wars. This is not that. This is a game where you dismantle a ship. It's very much like a puzzle. Oh, fun. But all you're doing is you are physically taking that ship apart. Sometimes it has an active reactor in it. Sometimes it has a heating system in it. Sometimes it has damage. So let me ask paint. you a question
3: about this game. At what point mm. do you shoot other soldiers? <laughs> it seems... Yeah.
2: Are there Nazi zombies anywhere <laughs> it's, in the game? It seems lacking in a certain area. Mm. Um, now, I have gotten my award for having accidentally thrown myself into the incinerator five times. <laughs> so... <laughs> you have to be careful about that part. But they call... I got the Fire God Award. <laughs> how you know, often? How many yeah, times have I heard that? <laughs> I throw myself into the incinerator. Again, You're supposed to throw the components again, in the incinerator, but you know, again. detail. But the same thing small, you, you know, it's a puzzle game, right? I have an hour. Yeah. Let's dismantle I like the that ship kind load. of stuff, too. Yeah. Newman in our uh, 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 Discord yeah. says that that is a Game Pass perk, is hard Interesting. So. Yeah, well, there's, there's several other hard space titles. This is a, a relatively recent one. Uh, friends of mine were developing it in, in Vancouver, and I oh, signed on nice. to their beta, and, and now it's released. And I still find once in a while that's the one I want to do. It's just, uh, I'm going to go dismantle a Gecko f- freighter today.
0: How fun. <laughs> well, in that once... case, Paul, there is no longer any hostility. We might as well yeah. dig Before deep into our Xbox
3: <clears throat> segment of the week. I can picture <laughs> doing like I would I've often considered getting like a giant 4K display and just putting like a train simulator on there. I wouldn't play mm-hmm. it. I would just let it go. Yeah. Cuz I just love trains. Just let it go. Just
0: watch. build the set and just yeah. let it oh. just let it run. You know, you I, know
2: like we're going like, to go across trans- the across the continent, you know. Oh, just for driving and changing like yeah, I used to like transport tycoon back in the day. Oh, that was and a fun. Yeah. setup. up train By cars the way, and all that stuff.
0: Sort of Newman says he is also a fire lord, sadly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: I, well, I assume I you just it. turn the cinders and they fall down the
3: ground and well, get like they're, blasted they're, they're, by the is, thing.
2: Well the best part is you have the corporate voice saying to you that you know you know this you are overheating your suit, this will lead to product productivity inefficiencies sure. just before you vaporize. <laughs> right, right. You're like, no,
3: I got this. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> I think hostile AIs tool. should be in every yeah.
2: game. Every yeah. game. Yeah. I have a cutting tool called the Stinger, so called because it stings just before it vaporizes you. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right.
3: I'm playing that game. Uh, Xbox time, Paul. Yes. Uh, Where are we? So Microsoft this past week uh, filed an amended version of its response to the FTC lawsuit where it kind of downplayed that whole part where it said the FTC was uh, unconstitutional. Just kidding. Yeah.
2: I didn't mean to say that about your mother.
3: (laughs) I mean, this is the legal filing version of putting the search pill in the taskbar. Did we not put this by a committee first? I mean, like, what? It's kind of a weird. It it literally, like, the way they described it was this is something we were tossing around internally. We didn't mean for it to make it into the final version.
2: It's called oops. This still feels like just political jousting. Right. I hope it is to make a protest. It's part of a negotiation. I hope hope it is. I hope it is. Yeah,
3: I think so.
0: Game pass um, for January.
3: Yeah. Usually with with, for game pass, what they do is they announce something for the first half of the month, and then they do another big announce for the second half of the month. And they're, they're going to do this this month, but they just announced like three more games that are coming this month. that are just kind of out there by themselves. that have nothing to do with that. That's because it was such a crap Months yeah. so far, right? right? Yeah. This is like an apology for yeah. the X- Xbox, <laughs> and this is good. Monster Hunter Rise is a fun game. Monster Hunter Rise is the big one, yeah, yeah. That, at least the one I'm familiar you know, or have fun yeah. with, I should say I've so played that's it. Cool. Yeah. Not that I'll be able to use it. I just switched back to Xbox Live Gold like a peasant. Um, <laughs> I don't normally cover this kind of thing. In fact, I didn't cover this thing. Laurent wrote wrote about it, but uh, Microsoft did reach out to me, and I I just said thank you and left it alone. But uh, they. <laughs> Oreo is releasing Xbox branded Oreos so that on the on the cookie not. part there's like an Xbox logo or different buttons on the Xbox controller and god help us all somebody Are in Nabisco not said not moving around enough
0: already like what yeah somebody in Nabisco said you know I
3: think a lot of gamers eat Oreos I think those guys aren't fat enough I have an oh, idea unlock playfulness yeah. Also, is this one of the symbols of the apocalypse? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. This isn't the first thing like this to happen. I've been trying to ignore these kinds of things. So,
0: oh look, the Oreos saying. have the buttons of your controller on them. Yeah. Right. They're they're yeah. yeah. They're oh, that's saying. cool. That's cool.
3: Yeah, I, don't I don't even eat Oreos.
0: Cri- I might
2: just. Yeah, where's the crypto Oreos. Oreo? That's the obvious. That's right now. Also, why
0: isn't the Oreo cream green? Oh, <laughs> it should be Xbox green. It could be minty fresh inside.
3: Now, already i already more time talking I mean, about this. I mean, if they case. were serious.
0: So, <laughs> you know what I love? It's available in 22 <laughs> nations. There you yeah, go. Because... This has
3: better distribution than Surface Duo. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone complains. Microsoft stuff never comes out international. The Oreos? Yeah, no, those are all over the place. No problem. Every country right. of the world. Delicious yep. prizes you could win.
0: Delicious. Wait, wait a minute. It says, for the first time ever in 22 countries, Europe only. Are there
3: 22 countries in Europe alone? Oh, that could, that's bizarre. That, that makes it even dumber. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. It's, it's true. I mean, there
3: are don'ts. Are there
0: 22 Schengen up. nations? Yeah, there could be. What's with the boat? Yeah,
3: I, think it's, I think it's about right. That's yeah. Sea of Thieves. These are different games. I don't, oh, okay. They're what, games. All right. Ba- oh, baked in symbols, too. Am I going to guess? Oh, the cheat codes are in the cookie. <clears throat>
2: ah, yes. Oh, like, it's, like,
3: it's like a fortune cookie.
2: Oh, so it's in go. the cookie. Because when I'm eating yeah. Oreos, I want paper. Well, you're eating cardboard, so what's the difference? Might as
0: well. it's no, no taste difference. These limited edition cookies will bear the Xbox logo as well as the iconic ABXY controller buttons alongside the cannot legally be described as food. Arrow. By scanning, <laughs> oh, what? They're QR codes. By scanning huh? the cookies and by cracking S- exclusive cookie combinations inspired uh. by the cheat codes hidden in games throughout history, fans can unlock a range of
3: prizes. You know, this I, is a I biz dev guy spend wanting his more promotion. time on this than we spent on AI. But <laughs> I
0: think
3: it's, just, <laughs> I don't think the, it's these
0: good are good. QR codes. Cracks me up. Uh, yeah, that's legit. Then look at him. That explains the design because the design is kind of uh, futuristic. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On I'm we go. This, yeah. yeah.
2: Go ahead. I don't, don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to make another joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> enough jokes. Yeah. Uh, Forza. 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 I
3: like yeah. saying Here's it. It's a game i play. Yeah. Yeah, an Xbox Series X bundle with Forza. So it's 559 You get the, uh, the oh, it's console, sp- an extra controller, and the game. So oh, it's nice. about $120 worth of extra stuff. That kind of explains the price. The interesting thing about this to me is that we haven't seen an Xbox Series X bundle in a long time yeah. because mm-hmm. this console has had serious component shortage issues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they did a much better job of getting Xbox Series S out into the world, and we have seen some bundles there. So... I don't remember what the timing is, but I, I can't think of the last time there was an Xbox Series X bundle. In fact, I'm kind of wondering if there ever has been one. <laughs> there must have been. But I, I don't, you know, these things have been, uh, these things entered the world with component shortages. Remember, this was the deal when they launched. In fact, there was a big question that year whether Sony would launch their console and Microsoft would do theirs. And I felt like this was a little bit of a game of chicken and posturing on their part. So they just both went forward with it. But Oh, I vividly uh, remember a yeah, year and right? a half this was the trying one. to get one. Yep. Oh, wait. Right. That's yeah, exactly. So, yeah. anyway, this, wasn't this, the last, this is.
2: The, I think the last Xbox X that was branded was like the Air Jordan one in 2020 before <laughs> the pandemic. Remember <laughs> when they asked, because running shoes in video games. <laughs> and don't, give me the cookie. Hey, listen. I I,
3: I, you know what? That makes more sense than an Oreo. Okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. If, it, if you guys need to get out of the house, you know, <laughs> stop pushing, pushing me. <laughs> plenty of time. Plenty of time to
0: Microsoft try. is going to reduce the power consumption on both the X
3: and S. Yeah, this is. I, I will also. I will say another interesting bit to Xbox Series X and S is that with the Xbox One, there were lots of attempts. To, remember, the big deal then was let's make the dashboard quicker, and the only way they could eventually do it was just to make fewer steps to get you to where you wanted to go to launch a game or whatever, because there was just something inherently inefficient about it. But uh, from a UI perspective, or no, not from a technical perspective. The UI, for some reason, was just kind of heavy. So one of the big advances with Xbox Series X and S is that the UI is actually really quick. It's really light. And instead, what we're starting to see are these little, not little, but low-level enhancements to make the thing more efficient, to make it run faster, using technology, not UI tricks, right? And so this is kind of the latest in a long series of steps they've been, been making to make these things more efficient because these things even the xbox series s by the way are like little heat sinks you know if you Mm -hmm. if you ever like read like the wire cutter like what's the best like um electrical heating unit you could get like an xbox actually (laughs) was the best one (laughs) Um, they throw off a lot of heat so um they're just it's just another change they're trying to make where i'm just going to be opt-in obviously but people can or will be able to in the future um Allow you to uh, have this thing just be more efficient, and uh, it could be, it could, depending on how they do it, if they do it, uh, might actually be up to twenty times less power. I'm sorry, more power efficient uh, than the current most efficient option, which is sleep. <laughs> it's funny because that's my most efficient option as well. So. Uh, uh, well you know, it's also you, just death. So you could <laughs> just turn is off. Death even more baby. efficient. Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Is death equivalent to? Turning
3: off the Xbox Shutting or unplugging yeah, it? It's actually physically unplugging it. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. you're not uh, drawing anything.
0: You know, there was an announcement at CES you didn't mention, which is the new uh, Sony-Honda joint venture, the Afila automobile, which has mm-hmm. a PS5 built in. Okay. Now that's um. how you get the, the numbers up <laughs> on the PlayStation.
3: No, actually, the way you get them up is you sell them. Oh. um, So Mm -hmm. one of the things, I think this is very interesting. I think this is related to the Xbox Series X bundle story, which is Sony has been very explicit. They said this back in, I think it was August. Uh, They were talking about how coming into the holiday season, they said that this component shortage thing is coming to a close. And now at CES, they've come out and said, look, we've now sold 30 million units of the PlayStation 5. The component shortage is over. If you want to buy a PS5 now, you should have no problems doing so. So Microsoft has not said something similar, but they did just, like I said, they did did just release a bundle. I I spent some time researching how its predecessor, the PS4, sold over time, um, how the Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One have supposedly sold. We don't really have hard numbers for those things. And then how the Nintendo Switch has sold. And there's a lot of interesting things there, but I would say... Uh, in this, in the period of time in which the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X and S have been available, both of those things shipped. Uh, what was the first year? I want to say three years after the Switch. The Switch has still outsold them like by like a huge margin. Like it's actually kind of interesting. I know they're not exactly the same. The Switch is less expensive. It's portable, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it's it's interesting. So we it's it's probable that in the amount of time since uh actually I don't want to say that number I'm not positive that's true but uh, but the Switch has dramatically outsold the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S since those consoles have been available. I know it's not fair but Anyway, that's good news this, for them. It's slowing at it's selling at a much slower pace than their predecessors because of the component shortage stuff that's not really, you know, and we'll see if they can catch up. I mean, I they have a long way to go, but
1: it's good.
3: Nobody's catching the Switch. No one's catching the switch. I meant catching up. No. To, I'm sorry to their predecessors. So like the, um, yeah. the Xbox three hundred and sixty and the PlayStation three both sold north of 80 million units. Mm. Um, the PlayStation four has sold a hundred and over hundred. Yeah. 17 million, somewhere in there. Microsoft has probably sold half that, you know, that's the, the kind of the rough guess there, but sure. Um, the Xbox one sold between 50 and 55 million in that in its lifetime, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know that was the whole submarine thing
2: but the, PS, um, but the ps5 PS and the and the and the new generation snx i mean they're in the mm-hmm. tens of millions but they're expensive devices yeah and yep. you know and the switch is well, well north of 100 million like nintendo yep. hits markets well
3: you know yep. they don't it's, sell it's the most advanced hardware yeah it's a different kind of device too it, it's um mm-hmm. it, they're like the disney of video gaming right you don't you not like oh, PS Five or Switch, <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know, that's not, not really where it. most people are. Um, and a lot of people, I think, buy a Switch in tandem with something else, either the PC yeah. gamers or console gamers, and they just want this thing to, you know, bring to it's work, on the, on the bus. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, my, yeah we actually, my son just got one for Christmas. He loves it.
2: Well, because the, the, the PlayStation Portable is getting long in the tooth, and the it's Steam, done, basically, <laughs> you yeah, know? the Steam portable yeah. device is still hard to come by, and it's that's
3: quite and a it's still. Leo knows more about this. In fact, he probably has a stronger... Yeah, I played with it. I really like the Switch. I think the Steam...
0: Yeah, I think the if, that's
3: the... Yeah. If
0: if I'm with you, Richard, if you're going to want to play PC games, play them on a 43-inch display. <laughs> Don't play them on a yeah. Switch-sized device. It's just not right, a yeah, very... Right. I
3: not guess if you need the, a mobile device... This is the game Xbox game streaming problem. You have a game that was designed for consoles, and now you're playing it on your phone. Well... I mean, maybe a kid could read that stuff, but I can't yeah. see those little. I'm not going to be able to read anything no. on that screen. You know?
0: The Switch is a small, even smaller screen, but the Switch yeah, yeah. games are designed for the Switch. <laughs> right. uh, I right. love the Switch. I play, you know, yeah. uh, le- most recently I played Portal on the Switch, which yeah. is a PC game, but it it, mm-hmm. it but that's it fits such a, that's a great
3: puzzle game. And yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. It's really enjoyable. Um, You're only playing it so you can hear that song at the end, aren't you? Yeah, mm. still, still alive. alive.
0: Yeah, yeah. this yeah. was a triumph. This was a triumph. <laughs> I love that song. It's so um, the best. Okay. Okay. We are going to the okay. back of the book uh, mm-hmm. in just a bit. And by the way, now that we've welcomed Richard as our official host, I think we can count on him every mm-hmm. week for a brown liquor recommendation. I hope so. I'm here for you. I'm ready. to. I'm ready. I got my credit card in hand. I'm not bringing up anything you don't know about. Yeah, I know, but I
3: I have to say I actually, I I will have a a bourbon pick for you guys someday soon. I I got a really nice kind of mainstream bourbon that's just I love it. Spot, We're moving you know. from beer to the hard stuff,
0: oh, sure. well, <laughs> as is Listen, as is appropriate. Really beer is yourself, what beer want to wanted be
3: to be anyway. <laughs> yeah. Beer's just yeah. a weak, a weak substitute. It's a gateway drug, Leo. Yeah. It's it's where you yeah. start. It's not where you end up.
0: There is something uh, grown up, I would say, about having a tumbler. With sure. just a finger of something, twenty uh, year old something, fingers, sure. as you fingers, as you swirl it around and three, judge the three people around. It you.
2: feels more grown up yeah. even than a mixed drink. It feels like, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. And yeah. So the point here is you start with wart, and then the question is, do you make good choices
3: or bad? Choices? Right? Um, <laughs> well, and
0: I'm not. A, I am not a drinker uh, speaking at all. From
3: experience, there are only bad choices to be made at this
0: point. <laughs> well, my choice is always one at most, because uh, mm. not not because I'm a prude, but just because. I I feel bad the next day. Uh, it's difficult. It, it affects that. my sleep. But one is, the, you know, once in a while, and I, again, I don't even do it more than a, maybe two two times a month. But I'm looking forward to having to adding to my stock of uh, bourbons, whiskeys, and the I'll, like. I'll go deeper into the
2: repertoire for you, friend. You need that would be great. There, for me, it's always about things. stories.
0: Right? You introduced me to a Budna uh, Avalor. and um, yeah. that is a that is an amazing. Yeah, but you're Love not going to drink that every day well that's <laughs> you know, the kind of people. thing see that's the thing yeah. to me i'm not a drinker but it's to me it's almost food i want a special
3: occasion that's yeah that's a special occasion that's one you're gonna go have, you're not gonna go have a fancy french meal every day either but right. there are um, no. yeah but there right. are other like to you me know, like, wine uh, like, si- and, uh, and bourbons and, and,
0: that are very good and whiskeys or bourbons are kind of mm-hmm. foods that you taste you don't
3: you don't drink them yeah. to be inebriated. For me, because I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I regret it. Like, it so many day. movies and TV shows where someone gets a a shot of whiskey or bourbon at a bar, and they're like, and they throw it back, and like nobody. No, that's disgusting. No. <laughs> yeah. That's no, like no. A you would kill yourself. Well, it's just <laughs> disgusting. D, no, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's not, and I'm, we know it's, like it's just wild, possible.
0: But it's just room temperature tea. Yeah. Now, if, it's, if it's
2: wild turkey, you just want to get
0: it over with. Yeah, that's what right. it is. I think, honestly, for me, yeah. and that's why you've been such a, a revelation for me, Richard, because honestly, I thought those brown liquors are so awful. I did. I just want to get them over with. But you've yeah. taught me otherwise. Anyway, that's coming they're, up. There are alternatives. In just a little bit, the back of the book. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, it's Leo Laporte, the uh, founder and host of many of the uh, Twit podcasts. I don't normally talk to you about advertising, but I want to take a moment to do that right now. Uh, Our mission statement at Twit, we're dedicated to building a highly engaged community of tech enthusiasts. That's our audience and you, I guess, since you're listening by offering them the knowledge they need to understand and use technology in today's world. To do that, we also create partnerships with trusted brands And make important introductions between them and our audience. It's how we finance our podcasts. But it's also, and our audience tells us this all the time, a part of the service we offer, it's a valued bit of information for our audience members. They want to know about great brands like yours. So can we help you by introducing you to our highly qualified audience? And, boy, you get a lot with advertising on the twit podcasts partnering with twit means you're going to get, if I may say so humbly, the gold standard in podcast advertising. And we throw in a lot of valuable services. You get a full service continuity team supporting everything from copywriting to graphic design. I don't think anybody else does this or does this as well as we do. You get ads that are embedded in our content that are unique. Every time I read them, our hosts read them. We always over deliver on impressions. And frankly, We're here to talk about your product, so we really give our listeners a great introduction to what you offer. We've got onboarding services, ad tech with pod sites, that's free for direct clients. We give you a lot of reporting so you know who saw your advertisement. You'll even know how many responded by going to your website. We'll also give you courtesy commercials that you can share across social media and landing pages. We think these are really valuable. People like me and our other hosts talking about your product sincerely uh, and informationally. Those are incredibly valuable. You also get other free goodies, mentions in our weekly newsletter. That's sent out to thousands of fans. We give bonus ads. To people who buy a significant amount of advertising, you'll get social media promotion too. But let me tell you, we are looking for an advertising partner that's going to be with us long term. Visit twit.tv slash advertise. Check out our partner testimonials. Tim Broom, founder of IT Pro TV, they started IT Pro TV in 2013, immediately started advertising with us and grew that company to a really amazing success, hundreds of thousands of ongoing customers. They've been on our network for more than 10 years, and they say, and I'll quote Tim, we would not be where we are today without the Twit Network. That's just one example. Mark McCrary, who's the CEO of Authentic, uh, he was actually uh, one of the first people to buy ads on our network. He's been with us for 16 years. He said, and I'm quoting, The feedback from many advertisers over those 16 years across a range of product categories is that if ads and podcasts are going to work for a brand, they're going to work on Twitch shows. I'm proud to say that the ads we do over-deliver, they work really well because they're honest. They have integrity. Our audience trusts us, and we say, this is a great product. They believe it. They listen. Our listeners are highly intelligent. They're heavily engaged. They're tech-savvy. They're dedicated to our network, and that's partly because we only work with high-integrity partners that we have thoroughly and personally vetted. I approve every single advertiser on the network. If you're ready to elevate your brand and you've got a great product, I want you to reach out to us, advertise at twit.tv. So I want you to break out of the advertising norm, grow your brand with host red, authentic, ads on twit.tv visit twit.tv slash advertise for more details or email us advertise at twit.tv if you're ready to launch your campaign now uh, our show today brought to you as it often is by those great club twit members i just want to take a moment to thank them uh, i just sent you richard you're going to get in your email uh, a uh, complimentary membership so you can join us in the discord if you choose only well, if you choose you. Uh, but uh, it is a really great club for people who are listeners to the shows. Let me just briefly explain the benefits. It's inexpensive, I think, seven bucks a month. Many uh, podcasts cost more to join their uh, memberships, but we decided we wanted to make it as affordable as we can. Uh, Seven bucks a month. Hey, it's even a buck less than a Twitter blue check, but what do you get? You get get ad-free versions of all the shows, no ad tracking, nothing. <clears throat> and you'll get a feed for each of the shows, including uh, the shows you can't get otherwise, like Hands on Windows with Mr. Paul Therott, Micah's Hands on Macintosh, the Untitled Linux show. Tom- tomorrow we're doing Stacy's Book Club, Project Hail Mary. That will be streamed live to the club only, and then it will be made available on the Twit Plus feed, which is, again, a club-only special feed for this kind of stuff. Uh, the reason we do that is not to keep others out. Uh, it's not because we don't want you to hear those shows. In fact, we've Periodically, we'll put out on our YouTube channels, uh, hands on Windows and hands on Macintosh, uh, an episode here or there. But because honestly, they're, they're too new to have ad support. And so what, you know, it costs us money to do anything, uh, unfortunately. And so the club members are paying for it. So we feel like it's fair to make the club members, uh, make it available to club members. (laughs) This week in space started that way. And as it got bigger and we got it big enough to have ad support and, We then did make it public, and so that's the hope with anything we launch in the club. But that's a nice side benefit, I think. I don't think Stacey's Book Club is ever going to get an ad-supported version, to be honest with you. But it's a lot of fun. So, 7 bucks a month, ad-free versions of all the show, the special Twit feed, uh, Twit Plus feed. And I got to say, to me, uh, and I, I don't think I'm alone the discord is a lot of the reason I love uh, the club our Club Twit Discord filled with other Club Twit members it is of course a place you could chat about an ongoing show uh, we have we have uh, we have you know channels for all of the shows but we also have channels for uh any topic you might want to discuss including. Um, Brown liquor, I believe, and maybe uh, huh. maybe we'll get you well beer, wine, and cocktails. Uh, maybe we'll have to start one that's just prior. no. That's not the same. That's not this. <laughs> Although there's some good stuff there. The Woodford Reserve. That's look. That's pretty pretty good stuff. Here's some cocktails. So now you, you can see people talk about stuff they're interested in. Automobiles, crypto. That's gotten a little slower lately. Uh, fitness tech. Yes, there are some of us who actually work out. And on and on and on. There's that Acer desk that is a a uh, uh, um, what is it? It's a uh, what do you call a bike. it? Uh, a, bike. A, a, a bike. That's that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> it's a bike you, have, desk. you pedal. You pedal to, to uh, power. Keep pedal. You can, it powers the ports. Isn't that great? So you can I love power that. your computer. You can power your devices. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh,
0: anyway, go to twit.tv/slash club twit. Join the fun. It really is a great group. Uh, I just learned 6,000 strong now, which is wonderful, which makes me so happy. And I'd love to love to see you in there, too. Twit.tv slash Club Twit. Thank you in advance. One of the segments of the show that uh, the Club Twit members support, because no advertiser will go near it, our back of the book. And ladies and gentlemen, we can (laughs) begin the back of the book with uh,
3: Paul Thurat and his tip of the week. Hello, Paul. Never say never. Um, Yeah, this came up early in the show somehow, but um, when you want to install something like, well, if you want to install literally a Windows subsystem for Linux or Windows subsystem for Android, one of the the prerequisites is virtual machine platform. So if you're running Windows 11 on supported hardware, this will work. You may not have the virtualization features in your BIOS set up correctly, but... You should see that that Windows Features um, control panel, right? Um, because I was writing about this, and I've been writing about both the Linux and Android subsystems lately, and I've been installing these things on multiple computers. Suffice to say, uh, the Linux one is a lot more complicated, even though it's in the store now, but okay, whatever. Um, it is What I found is that for some reason on multiple machines, the installer for the Windows subsystem for Android is supposed to install a virtual machine platform in the background, but it gets stuck on it for some reason. So what I my advice is, and the tip is, if you're going to install these things, install that manually first. You'll have to reboot the computer. But then when you go to install those other two things, A, it's already installed, but B, you don't have to reboot anymore, right? So you can install uh, both of those things from the store. And in the case of the Windows subsystem for Android, you just launch the store, you install the apps you want, you go, you're done. And so it's just a, uh, it's kind of a reliability issue, I guess I'll call it. Um, I just found that the best results were to, to do it in that order. Um, and on that note, I should mention because I, I just published a short, very short post about this. I keep forgetting to do this, but I've been updating, you know, the Windows 11 Field Guide as we go. So the book today is 655 pages long in PDF form, uh, 1,000 over 100,000 words, I'll call it. Um, I added 12 new chapters recently. Um, I have many more to go. It's like I said, I think it's going to close. It's going to be pretty close to a thousand pages, I think, when it's done. Uh, but it's only nine ninety nine, so you can find that on Lean Pub, um, and that would be a great way to support me if you Yay. want. Yay!
0: Yeah, you got to remember
3: <clears> to plug this because uh, I know I'm terrible. I'm not. I'm not very good. At I
0: this. know I'm bad um, at marketing as well. But the book is great, and uh, yeah, and you get to set your own price, and uh, it's mm-hmm. and you get the Windows ten field guide yeah. at the same time. Uh, right. You know. Although you know, package. eventually that
3: won't be necessary because that content will all be updated. And By then, you'll be bad. doing the Windows twelve field guide. So. No, that's the hope, isn't it? I just uh, get on the treadmill, and never <laughs> to me, stop. it would be the fit on but okay, yeah, you know, that okay. A, the, the Acer see. bike, and I'll just keep going and going. Uh, app pick uh, of the week, yeah. I'd like uh, Richard to talk about this one a little bit too, because both of us, I think, this past week have switched over to Bitwarden as our yeah. password manager.
0: Bravo, yes, that's yes. my favorite, and I should mention a sponsor. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, well, I didn't oh, do it for that reason. No, but. no, I know. Uh, Paul, you know what, Steve Gibson, same thing. He looked at all the password managers, decided to go with Bitwarden. I I
3: think uh, routinely, you know, the wire cutter uh, did the same thing. Basically, there are two choices that emerge: it's one password and Bitwarden. There Mm -hmm. are a number of things that I think put Bitwarden over the top. I think it being open source is a big part. I agree. You can host it yourself if you want to do that. Uh, It's free if you don't want to pay for it. Well,
0: it's not hard to host yourself. There's a Docker. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that there are because it's open source. There's the official Bitwarden uh, server. But there's a very nice Rust uh, server, uh, I think it's called Vault Warden, that is in a Docker container that's actually fairly easy to host yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or, you know, you don't even have to host it, really. I guess you could just sync it
3: um, and then have it everywhere. The big Mm -hmm. appeal to me of this kind of a thing is that it works everywhere. And by everywhere, what I mean is desktop or mobile, right? That you Mm -hmm. can use it as an autofill source or the autofill source if you have Android. Uh, on your phone or your tablet and this does do that right so it works on both platforms although for some reason today i had i, I, I haven't gotten it to work yet it will work but um on my iphone but it works fine on my android oh i use device. it on the iphone all the time it's great yeah no i know yeah. i know it works i just i it just, it's just probably me but anyway i use it on linux uh, to too where there's the,
0: a command line uh version if you really are if you really yep, love yep. <laughs> it does all the passwordy <laughs> things generates hard yeah. passwords cetera, it's fantastic i just recently because of steve um one of the things we learned and Steve had the scoop yesterday on uh, security now is that uh, many LastPass users had the uh, hash function, the Pbkdf2 iteration s- mm-hmm. set to one. Which, Ooh, to Sti- really Steve said, easier. that's effect saying. Bit war- I mean, uh, LastPass saying, yeah, you don't need a master password. Just yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. just just sure. give us the the data, and we'll you know whatever. Yeah, um, it's easily brute forced. And uh, while LastPass's default today is 100,100 100, 100 iterations, it used to be mm-hmm. one, then it was five hundred. But as GPUs have gotten faster, that's not as good. Um, I set my Bitwarden to two million. <clears throat> which is considered okay. these days, even OWASP says only, only 300,000 iterations are necessary, but I said it to 2 million. And what was interesting, because it's open source, Steve got a message from us, a guy who said, you know, uh, let's do memory-hardened uh, hashes. Let's use S-Crypt instead. And he has issued a pull request, and it hasn't yet been approved by Bitwarden, but at some point, because it's open source, Bitwarden could fold this into the code to use S-Crypt, which would be, much, much better than PBKDF2. So that's where you get the advantage of uh, of open source. I also, uh, when I did that, I, I updated my uh, my master password to be <laughs> insane. And uh, I rekeyed the vault, which you can easily do. And that really, I feel much safer uh, using Bitwarden. I think you're doing exactly okay. the right thing. And again, they're a sponsor, but, but none of us are saying that because of it. Uh, no, and I started, I started the migration I after our
2: show last week.
0: Yeah. Oh, I did yeah. it two years ago. Uh, and I'm and, and about 18 months ago, deleted my last password. and I'm just crossing my fingers that the backup that
2: was stolen know. wasn't <laughs> that old. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Isn't it? It's just an, it's just terrible. Yeah. Just well, terrible. And the main thing is changing the passwords. In, yeah. In the meantime, eventually I have to but go through all of my passwords. Well, and I, and I had to go talk to the the spouse about this because she was using it as well. So That's listen, the big problem. You've seen, the, you've seen these problems. Yeah. I think Bitwarden's a better choice. And she's like, okay, let's go. I, that surprised me, honestly. It's, it's not hard to make the move. The export from LastPass is easy. The import to
0: Bitwarden mm. is seamless. Honestly, it does the same thing. So, once you yeah. get used to a different icon, maybe a little bit different yeah. look, it's the same as LastPass. I
2: think it works a little better than LastPass. Um, and it really, no, I'm uh, not. I'm pretty, pretty happy it. with it. Good. I had to get I had to get my FIDO keys all set up. That was my. I talked to a couple right. of friends who are using it as well. The same way that I that are also moving from LastPass said, set up the account, set up the FIDO keys, yep. then do the import. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's
3: I'm imp- that's good advice. Yeah, yeah. That this makes sense. This kind of goes without saying 2FA, obviously. I mean, he's, yes. this is what Richard is already saying. But for every for anyone who's considering this or any password manager, my God, please, 2FA.
0: Although, uh, as Steve pointed out, if you're, in the case of LastPass, if somebody's yeah. got your vault, they don't need the 2FA no, but that's now, because to brute they, force it.
3: Right. But that won't be the case with Bitwarden.
0: I have my YubiKey in my hand. This is the only way I can unlock my Bitwarden vault. I think that's the right way. Go. Absolutely Perfect. to uh, to do that. Uh, yeah, good, good recommendation. Uh, bitwarden.com. It's free. Um, I taught when they came on as a sponsor. I said, you know, one of the problems with LastPass, one that the the, f- the first thing. Uh, and this was after LastPass had stopped sponsoring uh, our shows. And by the way, I was very grateful to LastPass. They saved us in the pandemic with a studio sponsorship.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's been since then that things seem to have gone downhill. Uh, yeah. uh, normally, they got sold. They twice. got sold twice. That's exactly. Yeah. And now they're spun off into a standalone. And yeah. clearly what happened is the equity capital uh, company that bought them was interested more in profits than in security. Um, and, yeah. and when it's that happens, a weird purchase then, well, we've <laughs> right. seen it happen so many times. You, mm-hmm. you, you load up on debt to buy a company and now you've got to f- pay off that debt and start making money. And what do you, how do you do that? Well, you chop stuff, but with yeah. the security and, company, that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. Well,
2: You got to know they let some key person go. That Obviously. Was right. Perimeter. Yeah. And, Somebody and, was really. Knew what they were doing. Yeah, <clears throat> The UI looks
0: better and better all the time. They're spending the money on a better LastPass UI. And shiny. Yeah. Making it shiny. But, boy, under the hood, it is uh, not good. Uh, right. In any event, um, what was I? I was going to say something else. But anyway, I've said enough. Yes, Bitwarden. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Free Forever. I talked to the Bitwarden uh, uh, principals when they started advertising. I said, what about this Free Forever? Because LastPass pulled the rug out from its Free Forever users he said because we're open source we cannot and would not that is not our profit model at any time we will always yeah. have a free open source version nice and that's the beauty of open source let's say bitwarden went you know belly up or we didn't like them or you know some equity capital company bought them it's open source you fork it you move on um, you're not dependent on the company, and I think that is
2: why it's so important that it's open source. I mean, that being said, I signed up for families immediately. Oh, me too. Multiple accounts yeah, no, no, me I too. I pay the $10 a, a year premium. Yeah, this yeah. is not expensive. <laughs> I mean, like,
3: yeah, it's, gee, yeah it's, premium this is, is $10 silly money. a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I yeah. spent more money on Ubi yeah. keys.
3: I did it because I wanted to support them, not because yeah, right. I needed it. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Like, it doesn't cost a lot if you want to pay no. for it.
0: No, but you don't have to. And I think for some people yeah. that might be a, a, a an
2: issue. Yep. So, oh, for sure. Good news. It's free yep. forever. How about an enterprise pick of the week? Just one. Just a little one. Uh, this is actually this week's Run As Radio. I had Jeremy Moskowitz on and we were talking about yeah. the Windows local administrator password solution. And the story, it's called LAPS, right? The story of this is, is great because there, there used to be a group of folks inside of Microsoft called the Premier Field Engineers. So if you were a customer of certain size of Microsoft and you signed up for the the premier program, you basically got access to these Microsoft employees that were field engineers and they would go on site and so forth. And they were a phenomenal source of guests for run as because these were the folks that had fought the fight out <laughs> in the field. Right. Like if somebody's saying, I'm not sure about Active Directory coping with my 20,000 users, I got the guy who had 200,000 people running an Active Directory <laughs> and how he kept that going. So. Uh, and they may write code every so often. And that's what this project actually is, was the issue of administrative passwords on workstations. So you don't want to give that to the user. Then they start installing software and create other problems, including live, operating in an elevated level. So when they click on the wrong link, and it's inevitable they will, now there's admin privileges available to the machine and all heck breaks loose. So you only give them a domain user account, and now you have local admin for each machine as necessary, and if you don't have a password management solution for that problem, they're all the same, and that creates more vulnerabilities. And so LAPS was really a a kind of tool, a password manager, specifically for managing all of those passwords, changing them automatically, being able to fetch them in a secure way based on your privileges as an administrator, so you can elevate to take control, to have admin privileges on that machine just as long as you need to, and then as you leave, changes the password. Um, great little tool. If The problem is that the PFEs largely have been dismantled. Microsoft's advocacy programs and so forth have changed all of that. But the code lives on, and it's just gotten a major version. So that's why we did a show. It's been around for quite a few years. But, yeah, there's a new build of it coming that specifically adds support for Azure Active Directory.
3: So, so just to yeah, be clear, this was made within Microsoft for this audience. So this was just made by their customers. You no, know, this is the
2: premium field engineers made it to so deal it with the problems they were Microsoft. having with yeah. customers. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then they make it available. And that, there's a bunch of products like this that you've run across over the years where you're like, well, "Where did this come from?" Probably PFEs. Yeah. You like think that. it's uh, done in uh, PowerShell or is this fancier? Uh, no, this was written a little more low level than that. Actually. Oh, interesting. There okay. are some PowerShell stuff that came from the PFEs, but yeah. uh, this is this because it needs pretty deep access into Windows to deal with all of those things, uh, and it's older than that, and it's been around a long oh, time. Oh, okay. But yeah, this this major update finally to take it, to be friendlier with Azure and to work with the different configurations of Azure Active Directory to on-prem Active Directory. It needed to be done. You,
0: you'll enjoy uh, and it's this. It has been. Uh, Steve on Security Now last week asked somebody to write a, a tool because there is a bunch of XML data in your LastPass vault to see to understand more about your LastPass vault. And somebody uh, asked ChatGPT to write it in uh, PowerShell <laughs> and took great. the code that was actually decent, uh, updated it, uh, and uh, Steve's offering it <laughs> on his website as a downloadable PowerShell tool to oh, uh, look it. at your password your last pass password
2: vault to see so what's great. you know for instance what's your PBKDF2 iterations and things like and that and rather than call it v2 which would be the logical thing for microsoft to do i mean obviously oh it's not called v2 oh no now the new one's called windows laps and the previous one is called the legacy microsoft laps <laughs> Okay. okay at least it's not like 2023 20, r2 you know yeah that's community true. edition preview four <laughs> <laughs> richard give us some booze baby uh i you know i'd be neglect if i didn't lead off with angel's envy for obvious reasons i mean it's a fan it's a fan favorite already and the story again is lovely it is now considered a bourbon, although 10 years ago when it was originally released, it just had its 10th anniversary. Uh, it wasn't because it violated the FDA rules. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the FDA rules for bourbon are about a certain amount of corn, not distilling too high, right. not barreling too high, aging and charred new oak. It used to be barrels. Now they call it containers. Right. Uh, and Angel's Envy is all those things, but then they also... Finish with port casks. Now this That's is a what Scottish gives it taste. Trick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and also a lot of color. You know, yeah, it's it, pretty.
0: It, it, That's why it comes in a clear bottle. Yeah, does it, it yeah. sort, sort it of takes be, the bite out of it?
2: Yeah, because it is a rye whiskey. It is very much that traditional mash bill of corn, rye, and and uh, barley. But uh, the 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 from the sellers of Lincoln Henderson. So Lincoln Henderson is a legendary distiller. Uh, fam- most famously, I think, known for creating Woodford Reserve. And he retired. Uh, his son had been tinkering with the idea of making port caskings, And then it was his grandson, actually, that pushed to – they were all in the bourbon business – to push to create a new distillery. They actually built it in the city of Louisville, like rather than oh. being out in the country. They, they built this in downtown – and Lincoln came out to, to tweak and tune this thing. There's a great story about the cork on this bottle. Uh, the, all the corks from from day one had the date of the initial release, which was supposed to be October 10th, except it wasn't ready in time. Lincoln wasn't happy with it. He delayed it a couple of months, and they'd already stamped the corks, so they just <laughs> stayed with that, and they've stayed with it ever since because the message was, uh, we'll only release it when it's ready. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Yes. That's yeah. great. Um, so
0: I note that uh, they have a variety. Uh, they have a rum cask version
2: and they have some cask mm-hmm. strength. Have you tried the cask strength? I have. I've gotten, gotten them for, as as gifts. I've had the rye, the rye whiskey, which is a higher rye amount. I mean, one of the things that's happened, I think, to the bourbon industry in general with this tinkering of the FDA rules where everything spends is aged in char new oak containers. But it can be finished in other things. Uh. So now, and I, I think it's silly that the government would
0: have weigh in on this. Right. Clearly, it's the it's the well, bourbon it's distillers the who, yeah, the industry told the FDA what bourbon. they wanted.
2: Yeah. Big bourbon pushed on Big this. Big bourbon. <laughs> uh, I think Lincoln being involved and Angel's Envy being very successful. I mean, a very popular, a reasonably priced. It's, it's very drinkable. It's very delicious. It's
0: very, so I wouldn't. Very they have some cocktails on their website. I wouldn't make a cocktail out of it. I'd sip no, it. It's, it's a good sipping whiskey. Yeah.
2: It's priced correctly for a mixing whiskey. Sure. It's not particularly expensive. Sure. It's just a waste of awfully nice whiskey. Yep. Yeah. So that's, I what Jack that's what they
0: made Jack for. That's fine. That's what they they make uh, you know. When, that's when, what they make crap
2: for it. Yeah, there's, there's there's stuff in your cupboard you wanted to get rid of with a cocktail. Use yeah. that. But yep. they, you know, my, my usual mixing bourbon is Maker's, uh, which yeah, I there again. You know. yep. There are also days where I just want to drink Maker's with a, with an ice cube. Angels yep. i mean, generally with an ice cube or without, and, I, and not they, much. They
0: there. also have a very nice bottle. I don't know if it's a better whiskey. Yeah, really finished pretty. in Japanese. So that's their
2: folk. new release. So they managed to land a handful of these Japanese casks, and uh, that's a three hundred dollar bottle. Of whiskey. is it three hundred dollars better? You know, it's there's it's got a style to it, and that's not necessarily my favorite uh, style, but okay. it is a it is very intentional, and okay. I, and I appreciate that. I feel that way about Japanese whiskeys in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And one of the aspects is this, this particular is it smokier. Kind of, what is the, no, not at all. It's a, it's got a particular, in the end, all, all all of these alcohols, you know, coming in at seventy to eighty percent, they're solvents. All of that color came from the wood, right? So yeah. you're tasting Japanese oak. Right. See, for some reason, some point, we like that thing. Yeah,
3: yeah. You need to start going down the Japanese whiskey path at some point and discuss that. I would love to whole, hear about. We'll that. We'll get there. That's yes. a fascinating offshoot.
0: Let's not rush him. There are many, many more yep. shows ahead. Yep. Much time now that we'll, Richard is a regular. I'm so excited. I've,
2: yeah, my my current notes are. I think we're going to go, go look at some more unusual uh, Scottish bottlings before we yep. get over fun there. Yeah.
0: And maybe at some fun. point, you can tell us uh, uh, your brand of whiskey suitcase for exporting <laughs> for, for <laughs> the whiskey substantial numbers. suitcase of the week. <laughs> the whiskey yes. suitcase of the week. Richard yep. Campbell, welcome. The host of Run As Radio, uh, which is all has always been a fantastic uh, podcast about Windows uh, for the enterprise and for uh, from the point of view of the DevOps guy and the sysadmin. Um, .NET Rocks, of course, says what's, what it's about in the title. Another great podcast. Uh, we loved having you on the Alaska cruise. I think a lot of people met you there. And mm-hmm. uh, that was so much fun. And now I am yeah, thrilled. To welcome Richard uh, to our uh, microphones as a Twit regular uh, with Paul Surratt on Windows Weekly. It's going to be a lot of fun, as you can tell. Good. It's going to be a lot of fun doing this. Thank you. Thank you, Richard, for
3: con- we'll giving off, uh, in to the pressure. In, uh, our <laughs> Alcohol Anonymous group later in the year. I suppose we should say, I don't
0: know, please drink responsibly. And mm-hmm. if, if you don't have to, don't drink at all. But um, mm-hmm. that's why I kind of want to emphasize I'm not a big drinker. Uh, Take days enjoy. off. Yeah, I don't. You know, I actually really don't enjoy drinking. I yeah. said it's a food for me, and that's that's why I'm sure. interested in the taste. That's that's, that drink that a is wanting to enjoy it. That's, yeah, that's good. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're uh, better off if you treat it that way, and don't drive after okay. you drink, please. Whatever you do, yeah, even if you just so. have one finger, stay off the road for an hour or two. Uh we won't have to say that every time I'll, maybe I'll just print a disclaimer that we can put a really, the, kind of
3: a downer of an ending there. Liam. Uh, you
0: know, I just I don't want people to think am like we're promoting I show you
3: this picture of a car crash. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, of know. course, we've always promoted drinking,
0: haven't we? So I yeah. guess, you know, this is no different. Yeah. But Alcohol, don't die. Don't okay. die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Thank you, Richard Campbell. Of course, Paul Thorat is at Thorat.com. That is a great place to read all about this and much more. He's also got his First Ring Daily podcast that he does with Brad Sam's is there. Uh, become a premium member. I am. It's well worth it. Lots of great content under the premium brand. And pick up a copy of the Field Guide to Windows 11, now available at leanpub.com. Paul won't plug it, so I'll have to. <laughs> This is a muscle I need to exercise. No, no, no. no <laughs> it's uh, no, not no, very good. No, we love you for not, you know, not caring. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do Windows Weekly every Wednesday if Leo gets here on time at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1900 UTC. I mentioned the recording time because you can watch us do it live. If you're in a real hurry to get the content, go to live.twit.tv. There's a live stream there all day, all night, uh, and uh, of this show uh, on a Wednesday uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, you can watch or listen. We've got both kinds of streams. If you're watching or listening live, chat live. In our IRC, our internet relay chat room is irc.twit.tv. All are welcome. Club Twit members have their own special place where you get, uh, you know, a little pour, uh, a soft chair to sit in. And uh, that is at uh, in our Club Twit Discord. Uh, after the fact, uh, on-demand versions of the show available, ad-supported at twit.tv. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Uh, dedicated to the show. If you go to youtube.com slash twit, you'll see all the show's links. I I can't remember what it is. I think it's youtube.com slash windows weekly show or something like that. Anyway, you can find it's it. It's just windows weekly. It's just windows weekly. Is there a dash? Yep. Uh, nope. It's so. weird. YouTube is strange that way. In fact, now I think no, it probably... it's windows
3: weekly, one word.
0: One word. You can probably do at windows weekly too now uh, on no, YouTube. No, you're right, because they changed. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't
3: tried that, but yeah.
0: No That's the... Uh, Honestly, it's not my favorite way to watch, but it's a good way if you want to share a clip because window, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube makes that really easy to do. My favorite way to watch is just subscribe, whether you subscribe to the audio or the video. That way you'll get it. Uh, as soon as we're done fixing it up, polishing it up, uh, we putting on the theme song and all that, we'll put it out uh, on the feeds. And if you subscribe, you'll get it instantly uh, as soon as it's available, thanks to our sponsor, CashFly.com. That concludes this exciting edition Mm -hmm. of windows weekly welcome richard and uh we will be back next week with more see you then everybody bye-bye
3: The world is changing rapidly, so rapidly, in fact, that it's hard to keep up. That's why Micah Sargent and I, Jason Howell, talk with the people making and breaking the tech news on Tech News Weekly every Thursday. They know these stories better than anyone, so why not get them to talk about it in their own words? Subscribe to Tech News Weekly, and you won't miss a beat every Thursday at twit.tv.